Do you remember who rules the north? How small might remembers? Cause the north remembers. <laughs> Listen up, scoot close to your host with the most Chris Smith as he boasts. We toast as we roast any little problem and we'll fix it in post. Playing devil's advocate as he hits you with jokes. Who can it be sitting next to me? Adney, your baby's dad, me spitting comedy magically. School and I, a comic book, wanna be, you're gonna be hit with a hook or turn your face into a tragedy. Stevie B with the chemistry, dropping recipes and melodies, restlessly, especially using dark humor as his weaponry. Mentally haunting all your dirty thoughts like an Antitino empathy, discredibility, discussing history, legacy, ethnicity, destiny, felonies, industry, jealousy, memories, pregnancies, tendencies, therapy, heavily, alcohol, a cast, remembers. Alcoholic ass is the remedy. Alcoholic ass is the remedy. Don't you try to fucking. You can't save it. Alcoholic ass remembers. Welcome, welcome. This is Alcoholic Ass. We remember. I am Chris Smith. To my right, I got Dr. Dadney. And to the left, I got Stevie August Borghese. That little queer. Steve yeah. Damn, I always call Shots you fired. some derogatory <laughs> term like right after you introduce yourself. Like, I know that's not going to be a thing, right? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're not going to make that I mean, a you're normal make that thing. <laughs> part of the drinking game like, you know, the whole 26 years thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's let's make it a drinking game every time Chris says a derogatory thing to Stevie. Every time. Oh my <laughs> god, every time I just say a derogatory <laughs> term, you're getting every wasted. Time. Yeah. <laughs> that ass every bitches, time huh? you're not being PC Chris yeah, that's that's like you're gonna drink. get to drink for three hours I'm sorry alright let's do shout outs get right into What's it what's your shout out Chris my shout out's gotta be to Robo we know him as Robo all of his friends knows him as Robo his real name is Ryan Morris uh he actually shared our. Why are you laughing? Yeah, why are you I'm going to my history to find. Ryan, my no, I'm going to my history to find what I'm looking for, and it says balls deep in Amari Ramona's throat. What the fuck? <laughs> what? It's a what? it's a throated.com video. I'm sure it is. A, a Madra Ramani. I don't know. Some, some so yeah, shout out to Ryan. Funny, Good looking out. He's over there in the bay, and so he has a whole another group of people that we don't really even talk to that he's sharing them with. So that's awesome. Mad love to Ryan. I have so much fun with that guy. I met him through my roommate Kenny, and every time he's come up, we smoke down, we have a blast. Oh, he's dude, good yeah. fucking. We've known people, Robo so. for fucking. Ever. Shout out to Robo for sure. I don't have a shout out again. This <laughs> is like five weeks now. <laughs> hey, I had one the past couple two, like the past two. I had some shout outs. Give me a shout out because I was sitting next to you. <laughs> shout out to you, player, Bim. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. Shout out to everyone who actually listened to the Got Talk bonus episode. Oh, Seriously, you know, that's like 30, thirty people. Thirty three people. That's like a thirty people. It's not bad. We could like host a seminar. <laughs> <laughs> I could have one classroom. Exactly. Welcome to the alcohol cast. <laughs> hey, who threw that? <laughs> My name Trapped. is Mr. Michaels. <laughs> Combat by fucking trial, and the guy who just threw the fucking paper. Combat by trial? I thought you said combat. God damn it! I thought you said, <laughs> thought you said combat by child. <laughs> Two children. Even better. Fight to the death. That's the one. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Cersei. Do the right thing. <laughs> She it's might do that. That sounds like a Cersei yeah. thing to do. Um, my shout out's gonna be to a podcast and a social media friend of mine, a highly intelligent <laughs> gentleman. Um, he's uh, I believe he's a history he's a history graduate. I'm not sure. I believe he's a teacher as well. Um, his name's Justin Clark. Uh, he has a podcast called An Army of Principles with Justin Clark. Uh, the kid's highly intelligent. The podcast is extremely informative. It's almost the same setup as us. Talks about movies, 
talks about atheism. Uh, but he talks a lot about like politics and stuff like that. The kids, it's fucking good. He it's talks great... facts as we're selling. Yeah, dick we jokes, don't. So yeah. if you want to know about some he shit? He talks facts. We're selling dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. We are, dude. We're the dick joke podcast. We are. Like, what's up? Welcome, welcome to the dick joke podcast. <laughs> dude, we could change the name. <laughs> We've already changed it three times. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Justin Clark, that's who I'm giving my shout out to. So yeah. So I have to, I have to apologize. Well, hold on, I gotta shout, I gotta shout okay, right now. Okay. Shout right now. This one goes out to a dot row beats veggies, <laughs> titled "You Have Now Been Rated." Actual <laughs> review says, <laughs> "You're welcome." <laughs> but it's spelt wrong. Shout out. Ashley's a fucking cunt. She doesn't even listen, but she fucking rated and reviewed us. That was Ashley. Oh, that was Ashley, Ashley the bartender, yeah. Gosh, she has so no last name. Segue into Ashley, you're super hot. <laughs> <laughs> and you can get it. But anyways, I want to apologize for anybody that had not watched the UFC event and they did actually go out and they purchased UFC 200 because it was lackluster to say the most. And Chris but overhyped it. I overhyped it, but that was because John Jones fault. and DC was on the card still when I hyped it. And then John Jones got popped because he likes steroids. <laughs> now, among other things, that's not been confirmed <laughs> yet. If it's steroids, it's not coke because if it was coke, it would have been a recreational drug. And with the recreational drug, they're only suspended for six months. If it's a performance enhancing drug, they're suspended for two years. What has come out so far... I agree far, with that because cocaine, you're endangering yourself. Performance enhancing drugs, you're endangering another person. Exactly. And so what Good came job, out... Good job, UFC. USADA. USADA. They're Good killing. job, USADA. USADA. And so John Jones got popped. What he got popped for was what's called an estrogen blocker. And I guess what estrogen blockers do is they hide <laughs> PEDs. That's exactly what they do. You would take an estrogen blocker to make it mask the fact that you took, say, testosterone or, or something yeah. like that. At least that's what I'm informed of. Now, I don't know a lot about all the PEDs and all that. That's not why I'm bringing it up. I just want to apologize because the card was super technical. There wasn't a lot of big, like, whoa, knockout fights. But you have to admit, the main event with Misha Tate and Amanda Nunes was oh, exactly yeah. that. Great it was fight. Michigan her ass fucked up. <laughs> she Nunes. got rocked, dude. I and heard. it was funny because... It was a brutal fucking thing. It was. Everyone... In the world knew that if Misha could weather that first storm, she was gonna win the fight. And Misha oh, could I just not to come weather. Like, storm's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Knuckles her. <laughs> like, that'd have been so funny if they did that when they were touching. She just leans over, storm's coming, <laughs> and then beat her ass. <laughs> <laughs> that'd have been fucking sweet. Um, but I also want to say God that she's the Nunes. first. <laughs> she's the first openly gay MMA fighter champion. So she's like a lesbian. And she's, she's like, the first Brazilian-born women's champion. Yep. Nice. Yeah, first Brazilian-born. Besides she's history, in the UFC, <laughs> besides Cyborg, because Cyborg dominated everyone. She's she has like about. eight things that she does. That's, yeah. She's told the nearest, dude. And then, <laughs> so then you have the uh, Brock fight. Everyone's thinking it's going to be one round. It's going to be an amazing fight. No, it was Brock taking Mark Hunt down and pretty much laying on top of Mark Hunt. He couldn't Mark do a lot Hunt's of damage. Mark name so. is so close to the joke, Mike Hunt. Mike, <laughs> Mike Hunt. Mike Hunt. <laughs> because... When you know, like fucking, I see Wiener in Futurama. Yep. It's t totally that lame ass joke, but it hella sounds like it's it. close. It's super close. And then you got DC, who I have to. I want to say I'm glad that he still got a fight because if he didn't get a fight, he's losing. He he had I think it was like a three to four million dollar gate, and then he also on top of that gets a portion of the pay per view buys. And with John Jones dropping out, he's not the headliner anymore. So his pay got immediately docked in half, and then. 
because they couldn't find an opponent, they had to move him down on the card. So he's not the main event. So his pay gets docked again. And then on a two-day notice, Anderson Silva, one of the greatest middleweights to ever be in MMA, steps up, takes the fight. He was expecting to be in the crowd that weekend. Daniel Cormier weighed in at 205.2. Anderson Silva weighed in at 198. He wasn't even in the fucking same weight class yet. He was seven pounds under. And so that's why you got Even that fight. Even though that's way above his fighting weight. <laughs> <laughs> he fights at 185. Oh, shit. Damn. So, and so he takes the fight. And, yeah, it's a lackluster thing because DC has to now game plan for Anderson Silva. Well, Anderson Silva has way more leg kicks and is a little bit more unpredictable than John Jones. So he couldn't go in there and implement the same fucking game plan that he would with John Jones. So you got that DC just laying all over him. That's a bummer. I'm That's not a lot. Lie. Maybe a maybe some people don't know that, but when you're having a professional fight, you spend weeks and weeks not just getting into perfect shape, but studying your opponent and every day practicing a certain game plan just for that person's style. So you get stuck into this repetitive like mind of like this is how I'm going to fight exactly. It's almost like you choreograph yourself of like certain moves you're going to do and anticipating certain moves that they're going to do. Yeah, like you know and then when that's when that changes, you're completely thrown off. You're like, oh, now I got to improv. Yeah, improv everything now. Because you're like he was saying that he noticed some of John Jones' tendencies. Like John would, whenever he would like uh, his left shoulder would start to dip down. That means he was about to throw a front front kick. And there was all these little things that DC was getting picked up because DC already got beat by John Jones. And then John Jones did that whole little stunt where he did a bunch of cocaine, ran into a fucking pregnant lady, and all that fucking shit. Got and then ran back for his cocaine. And then ran back <laughs> for his cocaine. Smart, so smart retarded. in my in my opinion. This is the last straw for John Jones. I don't think he'll. I don't think he's coming back. This is the I last know, straw for John I know, Jones. I know, I know. <laughs> that was um, pretty on the nose. <laughs> that was on the nose. That's why. <laughs> oh God. So, cocaine Jones. Cocaine Jones. I love yeah. him. Don't do go again. So DC couldn't fight that entertaining fight that he was gonna do. He was like he went in there and he was gonna have that entertaining fight, but he can't stand up with Silva because Silva's so unpredictable. And he did try to stand up with Silva in the third round, and he got kicked with a fucking kidney shot so hard he almost fucking fell fucking down. Like it wasn't surprising to see him wrestle. Wasn't surprising. And then you had that TJ Dillashaw fight, which I loved because it was a striking clinic. They didn't really go to the ground at all, and it was just two men in the fucking ring, and they were striking. Now, you didn't get a big knockout because they both pride themselves on striking. But, yeah, you got a couple hard hits in there. I really actually enjoyed that fight, but I'm sure a lot of other people didn't. And then you have the last card, that, or the last fight, which was the first fight, which was probably the best fight of the night, which was Cain Velasquez and Travis Brown. And Cain came out and put it to Travis Brown, second round, or no, first round knockout. And Cain looked amazing. He looked like his old fucking self, the guy that beat Brock Lesnar's ass. And so everyone's thinking that he's going to come back. So I just wanted to say... Sorry if you purchased this one. It's a bummer. Sometimes stuff like that happens when they sit there and they amp this card up for fucking six fucking months. for Velasquez Cormier. Yeah, Velasquez Cormier. It's <laughs> never going to happen because they're in the same camp and they fight at different weights. Anyways, uh, I, I want to say real quick because uh, we're on Fight Talk before we end it. Uh, Sergey Kovalev fought this past weekend and it was supposed to be just like a keep busy fight in hopes that he's going to – so he can fight Andre Ward in November. Um, and – I remember um, talking to one of the um, old school guys at my gym, and he's all like, "Oh, Kovalev's gonna walk right through Ward. He's gonna walk. He ain't shit. He's gonna walk right through." Ward. I was like, "Nah, man. I guess not. Ward's been in, like 
not busy, but if you look at what he can, he's capable of. He's too technical. He's not going to just let Kovalev come at him. He's going to meet Kovalev with everything. It's not going to be easy. I think it's going to go 12 rounds. And he's like, no, he's going to walk right through him. He's going to walk right through him. I was like, okay. And then Kovalev had this warm-up fight with a much lesser opponent with a similar technical style as Ward. And he couldn't fucking stop him. It went 12 rounds. Like, everyone thought Kovalev was going to blow through this guy named Isaac Chalimba. Isaac Chalimba gave Kovalev fits the whole fight. And Kovalev still won, but it still gave him fits. I thought that was a great, like, example blueprint for Andre Ward yeah. to see yep, nice. and be like, okay, I can take what that guy, what the success that Chalimba had against Kovalev. It wasn't a lot of success, but it was basically stemming the tide. And Ward is so good at neutralizing what you're good at. And I really think that it's going to make. That fight in November. Well, Kovalev is going to be a little more focused, but still, and he's going to be... he's going to refine because he just fought that Andre Ward type. So he's going to go in there. He's going to study what he did. Yeah. He's going to come in with see the what he did wrong, and then try to fucking fix it. So they're both remedy. Gonna, remedy. What's great is they're both shit. both those guys are going to learn from what happened this past weekend, and that fight in November is just it seems like it's even closer now. It's going to be way more. Wait, tense. are we going? To yeah, that? we're going to we're that. Going to that. <laughs> we're going to that. <laughs> we're going to that. <laughs> the podcast <laughs> in Vegas, bitches. Oh, you'll be back from your trip. So. I hope so. Fuck. Now that I'm... I also want to say this. So, I have this possibility of getting this job in Idaho, and it's like two weeks on, two weeks off. This is for the listeners. So, I'm not going to be able to be here to record anything, so we're going to have to do some, like, bank episodes. So, wh- some episodes that you might get when I am up there, they might not seem... Like, they like they're the most the, yeah, recent, yeah. or maybe... They fit the times the, of, what's yeah, recent, of what's going yeah, on yeah. or something. So, so you might get, like, movie talk exactly. a lot, and, like, something that's really necessary that we love to do. It might not even be three hours. We might release, like, an hour here. You might get, like, hours three, here, uh, three like, straight episodes of just abstract silliness because we had to do them all in a row. Exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it might get kind of We just spent, so. like, 20 hours recording straight, yeah. so by the end of it, we're delirious and insane. <laughs> it's that first, drunk. <laughs> that first two weeks is going to be a little bumpy because that's when we're going to have to do, like, all of our bank shows before those two weeks. But after those first two weeks, because I'm two weeks on, two weeks off, I'll fly back, and then we'll be solid. But well, we'll do a couple more bank weeks, shows, too, when you come right. back. Like, but I those wanna, first two weeks are, are going to be the, the most difficult. Okay, listen. Pokemon Go came out. Everyone's playing it. But me. It's fucking <laughs> everywhere, dude. Like, it's crazy. Even I see the older generation, like the 40 and 50-year-olds, Fucking yeah, a lot of older cats are going. playing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's crazy. You didn't even grow like, up with this shit. The age range is from like nine to like sixty. 90. Like it's crazy. Seriously, ninety. Fuck it. Like yeah. Um, um it I, seems like so much fun. It's yeah, not. Yeah. You know, it's mediocre. Epic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> okay. Uh, it is fun. I'll give it to it. All right. At, so at first, it's fun. You gotta like. Okay. So the brilliant, the brilliance of this fucking game is first off, it's a free app. Brilliant. Anyone brilliant. who has a fucking smartphone yeah. can play this stupid fucking game. Uh, another thing is the fact that it is very much what the original games were in that, oh, in the original games, like, oh, you're playing a character and you're going out on this adventure into the world and you're going to go and find these little creatures and put them together and then use them to fuck shit up mm. with. I thought you were going to say use them to fuck each other. That's how they evolve. Like, we're gonna, <laughs> yeah, so Pretty you can, much. And it's like, we're going to let you go out and make so you can go out into the fucking, like, uh, go on a hike near a fucking waterfall. I, I just want to see Go out people. somewhere, go camping, go somewhere fun. <laughs> I just want to see the people, like, going outside, like, the sun. Like, they've never, they, yeah. it's like been they so long. melting. So long since they've been outside. Oh, yeah, that, that's definitely what <laughs> happened. Holy shit. Yeah. 
That's what the grass looks but that's like. That's what it was. That's what it was for. It's like, oh, so it feels like we're actually there. It's almost like doing a virtual reality game of you feel like you're in this world, and then you can actually see these things with your phone. And it's like that fun little aspect. And then there's actually going to be gyms, and you can go to a gym, and you could battle. And the battling, like in the games, the original ones, it was RPG, so it was turn based. This one, it's like, oh no, it's more of like a fighting game. Oh, that's really cool. Those are some cool concepts mm. for this game. What do you? How is it a fighting? What do you like? Oh, because like when you go to a gym and like you go to one of those gym and locations battle. and you're like, all right, you're gonna battle whatever the the gym it's not people turn are. By turn? You actually move your character. You can move and dodge attacks and then what? you choose when to attack. That's kind of cool. And like <laughs> you do like a basic attack and when like this little bar gets filled up enough, you could do a special attack. Like every um, Pokemon that you capture has two main moves: right. an okay one, then a strong one. And like that's how you play. And then like of course, like in the original games, typing means a lot and all that kind of stuff. And they have different typing moves, and you gotta kind of think a little bit. But what fucks it up is the fact that you can't actually train your Pokemon at all. You can't make them stronger yourself. You, the only way to make them stronger is, is by them. oh, I got. I got a Charmander. I want to ma- make a Charizard. Well, you're going to have to capture a hundred more Charmanders. And that's hella fucking hard because Charmanders are oh, not like a normal fuck. fucking Pokemon. Oh, shit. In the original games, it was basically like any most video games. It's, you know, you have a character and then you use them over and over again. The more times you win, you get experience points and then it grows. And the whole evolution thing is still the most rewarding prize for leveling up your character in video games yeah like every like oh you went up another level it's like well what do i get right you can now use another weapon if you find one <laughs> like, uh-huh. that's what every other game is based on it's like oh you leveled up this far so now your little monster thing changes it becomes more cool looking right it's very rewarding and it it's is. also able to do more stuff uh that's what was fun stronger that was really fun about stuff. the original games also about the original games is just like there's more it was more strategy based you can only have this number of them. It's like, so you can only have six at a time. Each of them had yeah, four. Yeah, you have to walk around with Pokemon. It's not mm-hmm. like, you, how do you have all these Pokeballs on you? You know what I mean? <laughs> and you only, and each one had four moves. And you were, it was like very much of, okay, I got to be prepared for all situations. And there was so much planning and strategy in the original games. Is it a limited Pokemon s- now? Huh? In the game, is it, you have a limited You can Pokemon? have like 60. That's stupid. You're not carrying 60 <laughs> but, animals, But you bro. can only go into a gym battle with six. And like even when you do that, you can't like switch them out in the mid-battle and... Anyway, what pissed me off is like if you don't have great service, if you go to a gym and like your shit will lag hella bad and <laughs> freeze. Like playing Halo and it, it Yeah, dude, like you'll be like trying to push a button and it won't do anything. And this happened to a bunch of us that were trying to play is you beat the opponent, like the health is gone and they're still attacking you. And so like, okay, so you hit it a few more times and it just won't die. It's like the health is gone, but it still attacks you. And it's super weird and stupid. That's dumb. But yeah, I don't like it. I don't like that you have in-game purchases because then that, that can make other people really like get further ahead than you just because they buy shit. That that's fucking completely fucking, I hate frustrates that. me. That's, that's why you play the, games yeah. like Skyrim. That's why you play those other games because there aren't in-game purchases. Now there are, but you it's purchase like, it up front and it's a set price. Exactly. Everyone pays the same amount of money for the it's same a exact level shit, playing field. and it's about how you play the game exactly. is what you do in this fucking game it's oh i can log on and then spend like a shit ton of money and then be with have all this crazy amount of shit that's gonna help me get further in the game because would like, you I say can... it helps you be the very best that no one ever was <laughs> <laughs> and that's like when i first found that out it really made me mad and then of course dave was all dude it's available now i was like oh it is <laughs> <laughs> but um wanna... it's fun it, like it, it was fun like it's fun at times like just it's like fun the fact at times yeah yeah I like agree. certain things like, oh it's fun to actually do a battle but when it fucking fucks up which is 
all the time. time. Uh, Not just the servers. I mean, more than just the servers, the mechanics when they fuck up and the whole, in order to level your, in order to make your thing stronger, you have to capture, capture more of them. And then uh, that, that part just makes me so fucking annoyed. They failed right there because, so that means what they're, when they originally made the app, they knew that you're going to have to purchase more Pokeballs or you're going to constantly have to be at all these Pokestops. Did you get constantly, my- constantly re-hitting all these up. So they knew to make it evolve like that because then the only way you can get your Pokemon to evolve is to have Pokeballs because you have to get that same Pokemon over and over again. So then these people are going to keep purchasing Pokeballs and go to the same spot looking for that Charmander or a Squirtle and then just doing it over and over again yeah, ra- regardless. Yeah, someone said that, someone posted a thing that said you could pick back up your Pokeballs after throwing them. Oh, yeah. What? If you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like if you if you throw it and then like it you just miss or whatever, you can double tap it and that ball will go back in your pocket or whatever. But hmm. still, you end up going through a lot yeah, of fucking... Pokeballs like crazy. That, Even if you capture fifty Charmanders, you just use at least fifty Pokeballs, uh, you and you're gonna more need than 50 another fifty <laughs> in order to actually evolve it and make it strong. And it's like it's such a bullshit. What I thought would have been great is if they made like a side mini game. Like if you were able to just do like, hey, you take your one Pokemon that like you want to make old school Game Boy. Obviously. Yeah, like you take your one Pokemon that you really you really like this one, but you're only able to find one, but you really want to make it strong and have a little side mini game where you can play that side mini game and train it up that way. So it still takes you playing a game, like a video game, something fun to do and it slowly makes it stronger so you can take the one you actually like into a fucking gym and yeah. not just whichever one you're able to find the most of. So everywhere, everywhere you go, somebody like the gym leader usually either has a fucking rapid ash or a fucking Pidgeot. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing you see. <laughs> because like, those are the most 150 yeah. choices, dude. <laughs> Why the fuck? It's, it, that's what the whole. That's what was fun about these games. Like and now there's 700 of these little fuckers. So, <laughs> like, that's, and, what's so fun is that the variety. You can make your team, and it's like, and it's so varied, and you can make it your own. You can reflect what you want your team to be, and. Hey, did that's the, po- did the, the Pokemon? Games. How do they? I think Hold the regular on, why games are you better. bashing this? That's why we were bringing this up. Oh, why I wanted you to ask. This? I got some. I'm, I'm, I'm firing up right now. Okay, <laughs> just give me a second. How, how do they have like 50 Charmanders? Did the, do Charmanders or did the Pokemon that are the same Pokemon have sex with each other? Yeah. Do they you not? can breed them oh, in the yeah. regular games. Do they not? You can oh, take really? two Pokemon that aren't even the same Pokemon. That's what I was going to Take them to a daycare center. You can take, I'm serious, you can take an Onyx and a fucking Pikachu, <laughs> put them in a goddamn daycare, <laughs> so and then you, depending on whichever one's the female, that's what you'll get out of it, and it'll have like a combining of their moves and that's shit. Kinda, Whoa, that's kind of like, sweet. And there's like that's some, why the original like, games were awesome. Like, there's some moves that you can only get through breeding. Like, uh... Like my favorite one was always Arcanine, and one of the best moves you can teach it is a fighting type move. But you never, you can't learn it, you can't teach it. You have to fucking breed it with a fighting Pokemon that already knows it, and oh, then wow. you get it. And it has a little tiny baby little growl that then it knows this awesome move. So it's like HPV. <laughs> it's like boom, boom. It's only Pokemon is it just like HPV. <laughs> but here's the here's the thing. The person who had the sex can't catch it, so it's only genetic. <laughs> so it's like a recessive gene. It's like being a ginger. Or something. <laughs> you can fuck a ginger, but it's not gonna make you a ginger. But your kid is probably gonna be a ginger. <laughs> um, I, I want you to tell the listeners uh, where the gyms are located, Adney. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking places. I don't know. No, they're all. Most of them are located at churches. Um, a lot of them are located. At, like most churches, almost every church is a gym. Yeah. I didn't know that. Like, Almost every I, church is a gym. I've seen like because I like because um there's like two by where we work and there's one down the street, 
And I've only ever been to the one down the street from here. Okay, now, it's a little weird to me that most of the gyms are located at churches, Adney. Yeah, it's weird. Because also, majority of players are underage boys. Right. <laughs> okay, so I posted also, if an adult asks to see your Pokeballs, just say no. <laughs> but I was like, it's kind of a little rapey. Uh, that kind like, of? C- come in. It's like the septum and fight. Like, they're getting all these kids. Love like, it. church is the safest place. Oh, my God, it's the safest place. Oh, what kind of Pokemon do you have? It's like a father talking to a fucking... <laughs> it's like a preacher talking to a little kid. They're luring them in. They're like, oh, you, you're catching Pokeballs. Well, have you, ever, have you ever caught Jesus Christ, huh? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever caught <laughs> Jesus Christ? <laughs> Let me... He's like, Jesus... Is, is he has a high CP? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the highest CP. <laughs> there's 50 Jesus. Am I going to need a great ball or an ultra ball or something like that? But I, I hella think that's such a way to lure people in oh, like to there's, religion. There's, there's been reports. Like, oh, you want to know what other superstitious shit that I'm into? <laughs> <laughs> you want to know, know about some fictional characters <laughs> with some powers? Ooh, my boy can turn yeah. any water into wine. Don't make Get it your you own drunk. Pokemon. Which right there, that's really creepy that you would like your main one of your main powers is turning water into wine. That's so Bill Cosby. Like, you fucking creep. She's trying to be a DD and stay hydrated, and you're gonna get her drunk. Yeah, because Jesus was a piece of I shit. I feel like he would be like that kind he of guy. He hung out with prostitutes. That's a known th- That's in the Bible. Like, he hangs out with prostitutes. I feel like he's the type of guy that... If but he's sweet. But he doesn't... He never believed in money. He hated the rich. He didn't like money at all. So... How you gonna pay a prostitute? <laughs> well, you don't like money. But if you so got you that, if you got that D, like Podrick Payne, you no, can get it. But he don't, cause he's Jesus. He doesn't have that kind no, of. No, he has the Jesus D. It's better than Podrick Payne. <laughs> the he fuck? only, yeah, hey, Jesus no. hung, play a pimp. No, he doesn't. <laughs> 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 get it? <laughs> Here's the thing. He he said. He was. This <laughs> like you said, he said <laughs> so Andy, when he, when he was saying it, he, he like put his hands out as if he was him. on the cross. Because that's, that's why Jesus fucked all the prostitutes because he's this big. You know what I'm saying? He's this big. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we could take any subject and make it about Jesus. <laughs> we are a Catholic church make, right now. Make, <laughs> yeah, you like Pulp Fiction? Well, Jesus. <laughs> Explain to me. <laughs> well, Jesus gave her the coke. Well, so they well, let me just tell you. Well, they take his name in vain in that movie. Well, let me just tell you this. Gets d- dies on the cross. Let's rewind a little bit. Jesus was born. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino the shit out of the fucking uh, the New Testament. Oh, but yeah, I feel like that's the weird thing about Pokemon. That's that that's at churches, and it's like, come on, come on. I almost come in to, there like, and hang out. Go to one of those fuck because people. They, that's what's weird. It's like so the, a people, lot of people showing up to church. People, no, people all crowd around. Like you'll, I see them like all the time. Like when I pass on the way home, when I pass that gym, which is down the street from here, is there's a bunch of people all standing around, like looking at their phones and fucking just playing all of them, trying to do the same okay, fucking here's thing. Here's what I want to know. And like there was actually reports you, of like some kids like set up. Little lures, like because you can use. There's an in-game thing where you set up a thing and it attracts Pokemon, and they were putting it up near one of those little stops. And when people would come by, they would try and rob them. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. This is. A- I don't know if that's true because there's already a couple other things that were fake that were like hoaxes. Uh, I don't know was if that's the true. Dead body one real? Yeah, that was a hoax. That was a hoax. Um, oh, that was a hoax. Really? Yeah, Vice did an article. They talked to the guy who was setting up all these hoaxes. Oh, okay, but my oh, thing is. Shit, I actually saw something. My thing is, this is a fucking uh, gem for pedophile rings. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, for sure. kidnapping kids. Because now kids are skinny. Somebody posted now a kids picture. are walking on the street. No. They're losing weight. <laughs> <laughs> Easy 
that's a hack like that's what like the initial benefit that everyone will not like everyone keeps talking about I was like oh well people are actually out outside at least these people who would normally only play video games inside and not communicate with anyone at least they're going inside and everyone a lot of people keep making the same joke that nintendo like when the first game boys came out and the first pokemon game they had like these cords that you can attach to each other's game boys and so you could battle and trade with your oh, friends. Right. And the game promotes this. There are certain Pokemon in the game that will only evolve if you trade them to a friend. Um, Haunter only goes into Gengar. Kadabra only goes into Alakazam if you trade them. Hmm. So it was like promoting, no, hang out with your friends and hmm. play the game. And then they thought of this new thing. It was a, um, it was like a Poke Walker, I think that's what it was called. It was like this little Pokeball-shaped thing. And you like switch one of your Pokemon into the thing. And if you carry it around with you and like you do a lot of walking, it helps that Pokemon grow. Mm. And then they made, oh, look, we have a new Wi-Fi system. So you can go out and just play and battle people off Wi-Fi wherever you go. So please do this. And then like, the whole thing is finally, just go outside. Just go. <laughs> we made a game where you have to be outside. Yeah, so that's please funny go you outside. say that because even the Nintendo Wii, they're getting people active. So Nintendo's been trying to cut this fat curve for a long fucking Way time. Way to go, Japan. <laughs> Seriously. And I said, I was People like, say they're, 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 they're heartless, but they care about America's health. And I applaud you. And I even posted that. I, I forgive like, you for Pearl Harbor. I said, it, that's what I said. I was like, I was like, I swear, I was like, if, if, this if this obese country becomes a country of lean, thick-cabbed individuals. Lean, lean, <laughs> Pokemon masters, <laughs> Pokemon master machines. Okay, if the, it was a, if if this country becomes lean and fucking thick-cabbed individuals, then I believe we have to forgive Japan for Pearl Harbor mm. because of the fact that they're getting Americans outside. I think. Outside. That I, I mean, that's kind of unfair though, because we kind of even the score. Yeah, yeah. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we doing for them? You know, it's kind of waited a little bit. I feel like they surrendered first, and nobody said anything. Like the government didn't say anything. Just bomb them anyway. No, we, no, we <laughs> built it. We, we we didn't build this for nothing. Just, <laughs> did you see the explosion? Oh, you missed it. You missed it. Well, you're in luck. <laughs> did you see the wait and be like, oh. So, so we we weren't checking our phones. You were about to say so I had sorry. I had my phone on silent. I didn't get your text uh-huh. about the surrender. My bad. Andy was about to say, "Oh, so sorry." <laughs> was not. I was not going to do that. It's okay, because I care about our Japanese listener. <laughs> we do have Japanese listener. Listener, that was just one. But uh, oh yeah, so oh, oh, they're yeah. gone. <laughs> Japanese is. Japanese are amazing now. They're trying to make a skinny... I, wa- I want to say, though, this is the new forefront for video games, and this is the new age that we're going to have to get used to, and it is going to be this whole virtual reality thing. And what they're being able to do now is you're able to have an Oculus Rift without having an Oculus Rift, and it's on your fucking phone. Your phone is that new Oculus Rift. The, the Oculus Rift is a virtual reality machine that you plug into your TV, but you like actually move and you fight and do all that stuff. It's a virtual reality machine, and I think... This is just the first step to us slowly but surely coming more and more, like blinding the lines between technology and oneself to the point where we're just going to be in this complete state of augmented reality all the time. And you're not going to have people that are going to go out and do this anymore because they'd rather be in this reality world than yeah. the real world they it's like it's be... like it's gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna turn into oh i choose to be in the matrix because it, it, exactly. it's easy in the i get more it's creature easy. comforts i have a better I, life I, exactly like that one guy life. like exactly. that one guy in the matrix who betrayed all of them and everyone hates him he's supposed to be one of the bad guys but it's like well he well the real world sucks like, <laughs> yeah. he's not he's not getting laid at all like he's in love with trinity and she does not want any part of his fucking face and so he's like all right Put me back in the Matrix and make me forget about all 
all this shit. Yeah, I want to have this. Like, yeah, dude. I'm like, dude, put me in the fucking matrix. Yeah, shut that fucking blue pill up your ass, bro. <laughs> Seriously, he's like, I'll and stay he's in eating the that matrix. steak and he's describing why it fucking it's everything's awesome in the matrix. And it's like, <laughs> you got you're making great points, man. <laughs> Wrong number. So yeah, um, I haven't played it, uh, Pokemon Go. I. Uh, I feel like I would have way too much fun, and that's my problem with video games. I don't play video games anymore because I like them a lot. Like, I love Zelda. It's so much fun. Like, when South Park the game came out, and all friends that are gamers, I was the first to beat it because I fucking would not stop There's playing There's just it. better games that you can put your time into. Yeah, no, but... That, that's my it, whole thing with Pokemon Go. Yeah. You could sit there and spend 50 hours on Pokemon Go and not catch 50 fucking Charmander. You don't if I play 50 hours of Elder Scrolls and I'm looking for a specific thing and it's in this fucking dungeon, I'm gonna find it every fucking time. And then I can make my armor better or I can make my sword better or whatever it might fucking be. The fact that you can I sit in one fucking spot <laughs> or whatever and like... You just might get lucky. It's so random based that Dude, it's that not fucking, worth that, the that, that time part, the that you fucking, have to put in. The blacksmith part of Skyrim is one of my favorite things about that game. It seems like it'd be boring, I love but it I too. fucking love it. Because <laughs> you can hack it, you can have a hundred per hundred on it, and then you can enchant. Nerd. You can enchant four <laughs> items that all increase your shit. I'll increase your smithing by like 25. Oh, there you go. And yeah. then wear them all at the same time. And then you can get weapons that are beyond what they're supposed to be. Yeah, that's gangster. See? It's insane. We but just see, lost that's why all our female listeners. Well, <laughs> no, hold on. Well, we're gonna they were skipping back. by this part anyway. Yeah, we'll so but that's why Elder Scrolls is a great game. And a game like this, this is, I've, I'm telling you, it's going to be like a Clash I think, of the no, Clans. Here's the thing is, yeah, yeah, that's what I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People with the, with the paying thing. Exactly. Because because yep. I knew someone like uh, uh at my old work, there was this guy who would come in all the time. He was friends with the owner. And he admitted to the owner, he's like, dude, I've spent like a couple hundred dollars on this fucking game. Talking about Clash of Clans. And that game is so lame. So, so lame. guaranteed people have already spent oh, yeah. that much money on Pokemon guaranteed, Go. Dude. Pokemon Go is a great concept. It's a great it has concept, some ama- yeah. It has those two amazing ideas that I talked about. $9 billion their company went up. Nintendo dude, their stock, stock went up like 10%. Yeah, nine but that's like, huge. Overall, as a game, it's... Yeah, uh, it's I still think like the, the until like they add some stuff to it, the original <laughs> so, yeah, it's mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, well... We had to go on a little bit on this new uh, Pokemon Go app just because it's it's in our face everywhere right now. So you we can't escape to, it. Yeah, <laughs> to you ain't it escaping up. it. You <laughs> caught by it. <laughs> but we got to okay. go into our favorite segment, and that's our movies. Because we all love movies, and people love listening to us talk movies. Silver screen, silver screen, you, me, you and me. Uh, silver screen, uh, silver screen, movie talk with us. Okay, so what we want to do, we have like this idea. What we're going to do is for the next few episodes for movie talk, um, we're going to basically a little mini series. We're going to pick a decade, most recent one first, and then work backwards. For each decade, we're each going to pick one movie. One movie to talk about. It doesn't have to be what we think is the best movie of the decade. Everyone does that. It doesn't have to be what our absolute favorite movie of that decade because we probably already talked about it or, you know, that might get a little dull. What we decided to do is from each decade pick a movie that impacted us in one way or another that we think is really good or really important and we just want to bring attention to it. Dude, who wants to start? <laughs> All right, it's fine. No, but no, I I love this idea. It's it's gonna be a series, guys. So you're gonna get this for a couple weeks. This is gonna be movie talk for the next. couple We're gonna go weeks. all the way, like, uh, cause this decade isn't finished. So for this first episode, it's gonna be from like 2010 to to, to, to now. Yeah. So it's only like about six years, but still. And we're gonna go all the way back to the 50s, yeah. 40s. We decided okay, on the 40s? We'll, we We're going to the 40s. the 40s. That's super deep, dude. But no, that's, it's fine. Deep cuts. <laughs> deep, deep cuts, bitch. Deep, 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 deep cuts. Right? I, don't think, I don't think you guys are ready, but we're right. <laughs> All right, so I'll start it off. 
what did everybody think that I was going to do, you know? like I called out, I said Everyone Django. thought I was going to do either Tarantino or Scorsese because I'm on their fucking nuts so fucking hard. And I'm not going to lie. I was going to do Django. I was like, this is such an easy one for me. It's between Django or Hateful Eight easily. But then I was like, you know what? That seems just too normal for me. It seems like, oh, of course he picked that one. I like what Adney said when he was bringing up the introduction. The movie that I wanted to pick as a movie that I want everybody to see. It might not be critically acclaimed. It might not be the best movie throughout this little generation or whatever. But this is the movie that had some of the biggest impact on me and the way I view things. I just want you both to give me one guess. That's all. I think we should all have to guess each other's. And even if you get them wrong, it doesn't matter. Just one guess. That's okay, all. Okay. Uh, like when you first said it, my first guess was Mad Max. Nope. Not even close either. I um, love that fucking movie. Though. It's so good. <laughs> I'm going to guess Birdman. Birdman? Oh, that's a good one too. That's no. just, that, I, that was almost one of my picks too. Like, because, of, because of the fucking, the, what is it called? The cinematography. Well, the, camera, the, camera, the camera. The camera follow through. Yeah, an the hour camera. and ten minutes without a cut. That's the steady cam the whole way. I love that. That's I could. That's insane. See, that's how mem- you have to memorize the shit out of some I love shit. That movie I, how many times do they fuck up is a real question. <laughs> that's what I want to know. Yeah, that's a great too. fucking. Question. I want ten in and you for like thirty <laughs> seconds before. What my line? We're going on a tangent right now. What they do is they do it in like ten minute sections. So they'll film the first ten minutes and then they'll stop at a point and then right at that point they stopped is where they pick up again and so it seems oh, like it's seamless. Okay, okay. It's not like the fucking steady cam was sitting there for an hour and a half following. That's what I There's thought. There's no yeah. fucking way the cam. They didn't, they didn't like do a play where they yeah. was like a <laughs> um, But the movie I picked is God Bless America. What? You guys haven't West? seen it? No. I'm so excited to tell you about it! Oh my gosh, you guys seen God Bless America? I'm gonna say right now, horrible choice. Have you seen God Bless America? No, I haven't no. seen it. This is awesome! <laughs> I definitely thought I was gonna I pick a movie. I don't even like the first that the both fir- of them fucking saw. I don't like neither the first one word in the name, saw. so I don't watch movies with the word God in it. <laughs> ha! Alright, so. I hate, I hate the second word in it. Okay, okay, okay. And the third <laughs> word. Third word's great. I love the third word. I'll give you the synopsis of what it has on IMDb. On a mission to rid society of its most repellent citizens, terminally ill Frank makes an unlikely accomplice in 16-year-old Roxy. That's the premise. That's it. So, what happens when we first start the movie? It's basic TV cable. We're sitting there. We're looking at a tube screen or whatever. It's just a regular TV. has a monologue, and it's Frank. And he's sitting there telling you why he hates society. Because the TV that we're looking at is his neighbor's TV. He's trying to fucking sleep. He lives in a condo. So the door to their bedroom and his bedroom are right next to each other so we can hear all the bleed. Not only are they watching TV, cranked up super, super loud to the max, but they also have a kid. It's 10.30, kids crying. They're making a bunch of noise, and he's just sitting there listening to it all because his fucking place is quiet. He has to go to work in the morning. He's got shit to fucking do. And the whole time he's sitting there, and he's like, I hate fucking people. They're inconsiderate. They Kindness is gone. It's abolished. And people just don't give a shit anymore. And that was the whole gist of it. What year does it take place? <clears throat> In today's day and age. Oh, okay. Modern, modern times. Modern okay. times. Modern times. And so then the next scene is him fantasizing about going over there and he knocks on the door. And the dude opens it. He's like, what do you want? And he's smoking a cigarette or whatever. Baby's in the corner and the mom's rocking it. And they're both like staring at him. And he's like, can you please make that baby quiet? And he was like, I do what I want. This is America. Whatever, uh, I do what I want. does some stupid rant like that. And then you just see Frank take out his fucking nine millimeters. 
boom, blasts the dad right in the dome. Boom, dad falls down, he walks into the house, and then he sees the mom, and the mom's like, I have a baby, don't shoot me, don't shoot me. And then she throws the baby up, and you just see him go up to the baby. Boom! He blasts the fucking baby. Boom, you see a bunch of blood squirt over the mom's face. She's like, ah! Boom! Blast who, the mom. Like, who hasn't wanted to do that? Exactly. Oh, oh, I've murdered babies. At a and movie then, theater. Allegedly. And then, boom, he wakes up. It's morning time. Uh, so he has to get ready. He does the routine. Is it like, a dream sequence? Yeah, it was, it was like a dream sequence. But a good I dream mean, sequence because it's dead babies. A dream right? sequence or if he was awake and he was daydreaming, I'm not dream sure. Dream sequences are for fags. <laughs> it wasn't like a, uh, I don't know. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. You can, uh, One of the best episodes of the Batman anime series is dream sequence. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so then the next scene is the real life. And it's not that like he didn't kill him or whatever. Well, the dude who lives next to him is a jackass. He drives a brand new fucking Camaro at the time. And he always parks to where the guy, Frank, can't get out with his car. He's got an old 84 fucking Honda Civic or whatever. Dude's got a brand new Mustang. So he already has animosity. Camaro, towards oh, so he has to knock on the door, and the dude's like, what do you want? And he's like, dude, you have to move your car. We go over this like every fucking day. This is like a normal thing, even though I've told you. <laughs> we do go over this every day. <laughs> and he's like, whatever. And then the guy walks out there, and what it shows you is the guy has a hide key and Frank's sitting in his car, and he's like, oh, this motherfucker has a hide-a-key. I did not know that. And so he sees the hide-a-key. That comes into play later. Check so the guy. whole premise of the whole fucking film is that Frank is fed the fuck up with society, right? But one thing that's keeping him in it, the one thing that's making him not go off the edge Pussy. is he has a daughter. Oh, okay. Not he, his wife. He got divorced, and his wife is getting remarried to a cop, nonetheless. His wife is fucking brutal, yeah. dude. And then they have a kid, and... So he just yeah, wants man, to, like, he he's, just trying, he's just trying to maintain this relationship with his daughter. Well, his daughter hates him. Why? Oh. He doesn't really know why. His daughter's only five. His daughter doesn't hate him. She's just five, and she's being raised by two fucking idiots from his I perspective. I guarantee, like, the mom is talking shit. Oh, We've discussed it. We've talked about yeah. this. I mean, yeah, I've, and the father's making I've it. I've experienced it. But the, the stepdad seemed all nice to him. He was, like, trying to be nice and all that. So whatever. That is what it is. So he has this troubled relationship with his daughter. So then he goes to work, and they fucking fire him. And they fire him over giving a book to his receptionist. He thinks that him and this receptionist, they have nice, pleasant talk. It's not sexy talk. It's nothing crazy, but it's more than just like a, hi, how are you doing? You know, they've had little tiny discussions. He figured out her favorite author, and so he brought her a book. Hands her the book, and then he goes up to work. Boss calls him in. You're fired for sexual harassment towards that lady down there. She says she doesn't feel comfortable with you, and he's like... Well, that doesn't make any sense. We've had plenty of fucking talks. Let me go talk to her right now. And then everybody gets up and they're like, no, 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 you can't leave. You can't talk to her. You're fired. And then a security guard walks in, escorts him out. As he's walking by the receptionist, he stops and he looks at the security guard and he's like, tell her to give me back my book. And then the security guard walks <laughs> over. Hey, he wants his book back. And then she gives him the book. And, and so that was funny. Like... And so there's these little sexual harassment yeah. for a fucking book. So there's this little. Oh, because I'm a woman, I can read, huh? That's, that's <laughs> happened, you know? Like, people are fucking nuts. Asshole. Women are nuts, specifically. <laughs> and so he gets back to his house, he calls his daughter again, and his daughter is just. Or his daughter calls him, and she's screaming at the top of her lungs Mommy won't let me have an iPhone. Mommy got me a Blackberry instead of an iPhone. And he's like, Okay, calm down, let me talk to your mom. And she was like, I didn't mean to get her a Blackberry. I should have just got her the iPhone. 
And he was like, why the fuck did you get her a BlackBerry? She's five years old. She doesn't need a fucking BlackBerry. A phone or a fucking yeah. iPhone. What the fuck are you talking about? Why are you spending my child support money <laughs> on these dumb fucking things that they don't need? Like, and so they hang up or whatever. They're angry. And then he's just sitting there watching TV. He's not drinking. He's not doing nothing. He's just like, you can tell he's just fucking so defeated. And he's just watching TV. And what comes on? A parody to 16 and pregnant. And so you got this little 16 year old talking about, I do this, I do this, I do that. And then you have the dad like, I just give my little princess whatever she needs because she's a princess and she'll do no wrong. Just like all the fucking 16 and pregnant fucking shows. I fucking hate that show. And so he's sitting there and he's like, fuck it. And then you slowly see him pull out a gun and he loads it. And he's just looking at it and looking at the fucking TV screen, looking at the 16 and pregnant. And he's putting the gun in his mouth. Gun is in his mouth. He's about to just say, fuck it. I'm fucking over it. But then the girl, they like uh, have a surprise reveal of her present, which is a car, which has a bow on it or whatever. And so she's blindfolded and she comes out and they unblindfold her and she sees the car and she's like, what the fuck is this? And it's like a brand new Lexus or whatever. She's like, I wanted an Escalade. I wanted an Escalade. And she starts crying and bawling. I can't believe you guys would ruin my favorite day. And, and then so he realizes. Slowly he, lets, he takes he, the gun out of his mouth. And he starts pointing it at the screen. And he's like, I should kill this bitch. Like, <laughs> I'm not that crazy. I went to work. I did my due diligence through society, and you know what? It just hasn't worked out for me. I'm depressed. Maybe I should kill this bitch. And then, boom, it ends right there. The next day, he goes to his doctor. The doctor's like, you got cancer, bro. You got a tumor in your motherfucking head. Dude, this head. is a terrible fucking movie. I thought I thought he was going to pull out his gun because he was like, okay, if I this kill like, myself, I thought he was going to be like, if I kill myself. No, it's this beautiful is beautiful because you get to listen, watch the character get beat down and beat down. Listen, beat down. listen, uh-huh. listen. I thought he was going to take it out, and his thoughts were going to be, if I, because the whole BlackBerry iPhone thing is kind of a giving you a scenario of what could happen later on in this girl's life, his daughter's life, who he loves. I wanted a, I wanted an iPhone, so it was almost like if I do kill myself, my wife she is might, doing to yeah. my daughter what this little girl yeah. is getting in the show. No, no, I saw that I don't parallel want my as daughter. well. Exactly, but I won't. If I kill myself now, my daughter might turn out like something like this. So it's better to stay in this world, and that's good. Like what that, this movie made me think of is uh, something that like. In Louis C.K. in his show Louis, dude, it has those same exact tones. He he said no. He says like he like a producer like asked him what would your idea for a movie be, and he's like I have a movie of a guy where like bad things happen to him, and then like he thinks it's gonna get better, but then like more bad things happen to him, and he and usually in movies at the end of it something really good happens and he ends up happy. But I don't want to do that. I want just more <laughs> bad shit to happen, to him. and I want the movie to end with him really really sad. It's like horse and I'm like, heat, that's dude. exactly what this fucking movie is. Dude. <laughs> it's not though. You get your Continue. Chekhov's gun. Sorry. You get multiple Chekhov's gun, and I actually didn't want to do a review of it because this is a movie that I want everyone to see. So I gave you like the first twenty minutes. But what happens is, he does go to that school where that girl's at. So first, <laughs> wait, what? Hold on, hold on. First, okay. So he gets his tumor or whatever. So then he's starting contemplating everything, and he's like, "Fuck! If I have a tumor, I'm really not going to be able to have a life with my daughter anyway. So does it really even matter if she has a BlackBerry or an iPhone and all?" That? And so he's thinking about all this stuff. And then that fucking show comes on again at night, and he's just sitting there. He's meddling over it, and meddling over it. And then the next day, he's like, "Fuck that!" And he steals that dude's Mustang or that Camaro. Oh, because the, the key hidden. Because the key. Yeah, right? yeah, hide a key. So he goes, he steals it, and he's try. He finds that girl because gun she's, got fired. Yeah. Abney off the mantle. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Play a piano. So he goes to find that girl because she's on 16 and pregnant. So it was fucking easy. All he did is a Google search, and it told him exactly what high school she was at. Then he's sitting there stalking her at the high school. 
complete pedophile is what he looks like. Like, high schools, he's like, let's say, 200 I'm not going to rape her, I'm going to murder her. He's like 200 <laughs> yards away from creep. I'm not sexually <laughs> attracted, I'm not a fucking animal. And he's just, he has binoculars and he's just stalking That's her. That's so her. obvious. I know. And so, but then you get this other girl, that 16-year-old Roxanne. Roxanne is like an outlier. You can tell that she's not with the cool kids. She's an outcast. And then she's walking, she's smoking a cigarette, so you can like immediately, you're like, okay, yeah. outcast. And she's like, oh, perv much, you fucking creep. And then she flicks the fucking cigarette at him. And he's just like, he's looking at through the binoculars and he just looks at her and just keeps looking. Like, doesn't say anything to her, nothing. Just just keeps looking. And she walks in front of him, flips him off in, in front of his binoculars so he can't see anymore. Cut to, next scene is of Chloe. She's on her phone. Oh, I can't do that right now because I'm driving, okay? I'm driving. I can't talk to you, Mom. Bye. Ugh. God, mom's so annoying. And then she like sits in her car and she's about to put on music. Well, Frank comes up. He's, he dirty harries everything. So he just comes up and he's left handing it and he's pointing it at her. He's like, get in the car. She gets in the car. He's like, don't fucking move. And he handcuffs her arm or her hand to the steering wheel, shuts the door, goes to the gas tank, has like a tissue, puts a bunch of gas, like lighter fluid on it, puts the tissue into the gas tank, light the fucking car, lights a cigarette, starts smoking the cigarette, starts walking off like a badass. And then you see the wind pick up, and then you see the little towel fall out of the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. It was so funny! And then he has to go back, so he's like, he runs around and he tries to pick it up. But it's a burning towel, so it's hot, and he can't put it back in the fucking car. And he's like, shit, shit, what do I do? And at this point, little bitch is screaming her head off, and then boom, you get like a group of her friends coming up. And they're like, Clay, what's going on? What's going on? And he's like, fuck! Just dirty Harry's bow, bow, blast the bitch oh, right in front of everybody. Shit. And then runs off. Gets into his Camaro. Like the burning would have been so much cooler. <laughs> I know what I do. So funny. Burn the car with her. Yeah, because oh, he fuck that car and fuck her. I want to say that the guy this who car will directed and wrote this, his name is Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, what else are you has, kidding me? What else Bobcat has Bobcat Goldthwait I'm a huge fan of Bobcat. I know. I know! He's amazing! <laughs> and what he did in this movie is he did not miss a monologue. Usually when you have movies, there's going to be a, a monologue or two that are so on the nose, and it's just like, ah, did that really push the story forward? No, it didn't really do anything. It was just that a person... monologue for the sake of a monologue? <laughs> sake of a monologue. Every There was at least five monologues in this motherfucker, three of them by Frank and two of them by Roxanne, and every single one of them, when they're done with the monologue, you're left inspired. You're sitting there rocking in your seat like, yeah! Like, you were fucking so pumped. And, I gotta watch this, dude. And this it's advancing amazing. the story. Every time he goes into a monologue, it's about how... People don't care about other people's feelings, but it's not about that. It's about kindness. He's like, it's one thing to be like derogatory. It's one thing to be objective, but it's another thing to be mean just for the sake of being mean. And being I agree with him on that. It's being completely inconsiderate. While I, I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, I'm fat shaming and all that. I'm not being mean to them just because they're fat. I'm being mean to them because I want to help them deep down. It's not that I want them to feel like a lesser person and then want to commit suicide or anything like that. I want to try to help them. And I know and you're not, everyone's and you're not been acting, coddling you're not like You're not like fucking slapping them in their stomachs like look at all that fat or not hitting them exactly. you're not you're not, phys you're not your actions your actual physical actions aren't affecting anyone in a negative way and that's what keeps happening it's like, it's like these people are acting and they're hurting other people it's being inconsiderate and like the guy with the TV and you just it over and over again whether it's on this reality TV show or whether it's his people fucking people don't neighbor. give a fuck about anything but themselves exactly and so that little bitch though the little 16 year old that flicked the cigarette at him she saw the whole thing go down, and as the dude's running through the woods or whatever to get back to his car, she's like, did you just shoot Chloe? 
And he was like, he just like did a little head shake, and she's like, "Fuck yeah!" Like she's so pumped <laughs> oh up about God. it, right? And so the dude goes to a hotel room because he stole the car. He can't go back to his house. He stole his fucking neighbor's car. So he goes to a hotel room and he's sitting there. And he's pacing. He's like, "I can't believe I just did that." But he's like, "I feel kind of good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all right with this." Knock on oh, the door. Rat, oh, rat, oh, rat, knock, knock, knock. Immediately he's like, "Oh shit, it's the cops!" And you see his it's gun come up to his fucking yeah, yeah. head, and he's like, "Oh, cop." It's a little girl, and she's like, "Dude, let's go kill some more people." <laughs> she's like, "Everyone that gives high fives, they need to die." High fives, <laughs> dude. It's like a, she has this whole list. It's like a, it's like a weird natural born killer. Anyone, like, anyone who vapes, it's almost like a natural born killers movie. It's almost like a natural born killer movie a little bit, like that whole idea of traveling, like fucking. Uh, That's what it kind of turns into for sure. Yeah, and. But the biggest thing, so that's all the recap I'm going to give you guys. So then after that, they kind of go off, and it's them two, and they like kind of do their own thing. And what I was getting from Bobcat, and what he was just like putting it in Is he face, playing the main character? Is he? No, no, no. no. Is he I'm just, just directing? As okay. the writing okay, so, and yeah. as the directing is that Frank just wants to have a relationship with his daughter. And he's not able to get that because of the point where his daughter is at right now. And all this little girl wants to have is a person who's not going to be sitting there being a parent to them. They want a friend. And that's all Frank wants right now. And so the next hour is them building this friendship and then like uh it's not pedophile it's not like he's looking at her in a sexual manner at all and they actually he has a great monologue about it in a fucking thrift store and he goes off on her and he's just why would i objectify a child why would i put you under these like social pretenses like the writing of these monologues was so fucking that's what made me pick this film because the writing of the monologues are so on point. God, I love a good monologue. And so yeah. fucking accurate <laughs> to even now in today's society that I think everybody needs to watch this movie because everything he's saying is true. And we should have made you go last. This is great. You just pulled an Adney right. You sound like an Adney right now with this movie. Without <laughs> me just like <laughs> breaking up and all that, I had to. I had to record one of the monologues because Ooh. it's so fucking good. And it's actually the last one. I think monologues is like one of the main reasons Game of Thrones is so successful. Dude, it's so fucking good. <laughs> so I want to play you guys this monologue because this is why I want Even everybody Theon to Greyjoy's listen to Theon monologue is great. Everybody <laughs> needs to see this movie. It's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, you can put, God bless them. It's on fucking Netflix. I'm going to watch it tonight, dude. This sounds awesome. All right, I'm going to play this. My name is Frank. That's not important. The important question is... Who are you? America has become a cruel and vicious place. We reward the the shallowest, the dumbest, the meanest, and the loudest. No longer have any common sense of decency. No sense of shame. There's no right and wrong. The worst qualities in people are looked up to and celebrated. Lying, spreading fear, fine, as long as you make money doing it. You become a nation of slogan-saying, bile-spewing hate mongers. We've lost our kindness. We've lost our soul. Fucking money. So... Let me see that guy real quick. He just, like, we have a no-name actor. We have a no-name actress. that's the dude from Shameless who plays uh, the mailman dad who's oh, a fucking yes! piece of shit in the <laughs> show. So I forgot about that. 
Dude, that guy's actually a really great that, actor. It actually kind of reminded me from a... Ugh, you're going to think this is silly, but it's a video I actually sent you guys the other day. It's a fucking monologue from Adventure Time of uh, Jake Jake the dog, and that sounds silly, telling his brother, adopted brother Finn, about the way things used to be in the world. When it was like civilization, I think how the people got into power, how the bad people... Basically, the meanest and the rudest and the most hurtful, like the evilest people, were able to get into power. And as soon as they got into power, they changed the rules. So it didn't benefit people like me and you, who are earthly cats. It benefited <laughs> them. And then they said, no, now this is the way it is. Now it's fair. This is what's fair now. And if you don't think that's fair, then you're wrong and you're in trouble. Yeah. It's, um, so that's my movie suggestion. It's called God Bless America. And um, it just... What I I have a bunch of like things like okay there's this scene there's this scene but I don't want to spoil it for you you know I gave you guys a nice oh I thought you did a nice, great. I a think nice you did. foundation I think you so did an amazing you guys can job run, man run with it there the one thing that I wanted to say was that Frank's entire motive is he hates liars and people that are trying to make others fear for their lives and people who aren't kind and that is his whole entire motive throughout the fucking movie. And you get your Chekhov's gun at the end. And it's so fucking rewarding. So I recommend it to everybody. I Please hope, go watch it. I hope like past listeners have, have listened to past episodes where we explain what a Chekhov's gun is. You should you should re explain it just, go just ahead, in I mean, case. let, let yeah. them let them um, a Chekhov, Chekhov's gun is just a term used at, uh, for a writing tool. It's foreshadowing. It's um the old rule by um, Anton Chekhov is that if you have a story in which you describe that there's a gun hanging on the wall by the end of your story, that gun not only to be taken off the mantle, but it actually needs to be fired. There should be no detail, no big detail in your story that doesn't pay off later. So if somebody mentions something small, if there's a small quick like it, like what you just said, like the main character notices that there's a hide a key, like you know, hidden under that guy's car. That's just a that's that, that's a detail that shouldn't go to waste, and it doesn't go to waste in this story. He remembers that the character remembers that because the character acts on it. The audience can be like, "Oh, I remember that." Oh, so that detail wasn't useless. It paid off later on in the story, and that's all a Chekhov's gun is. And, and they're beautiful. Like when you get a full, complete Chekhov's gun, it's beautiful, and that's what the whole entire arc does. Like when 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 it's done, you don't have a bitter taste in your mouth. You're like, okay. That was that was a like it's a solid compact complete fucking movie. So everybody go watch God Bless America, written and directed by Bobcat Goldwith. Goldwith. That's how Goldwith. you say it. Goldwith. Oh. Goldwith. I said Goldwith, but I'm a little Goldwith. his last name's not easy. Goldwith. Like, it's spelled <laughs> he's all a, sorts of faces, man. <laughs> it's spelled Gold Thwat. T H W A I T. G A or G O L D T H W A I T. Gold Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. South Park fingers are going to laugh at that. I'm fucking crying right now. So, um, I got a movie. The reason I picked this movie, it's not definitely not going to be a movie that most of you would like. It, you have to. I appreciate it so much because it's something that I'm very passionate about, something that I fucking really love, and it's it's kind it's based some somewhat on a real life story, but not I mean not really. Inside Lewin Davis. It's yeah, it's Inside Lewin Davis. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking shit, Adney. <laughs> I called it that. <laughs> Adney called it. Um, I picked Inside Lewin Davis. Now, what oh, this movie is I about? I've seen it yet. What, damn it! What, I've been wanting to watch this fucking movie. Dude, Oscar Isaac's is a. Oh my god! So the reason I chose this is because well, Adney already know it because my love for folk music. I'm obsessed with folk music, and this tells the story of 
a man in 1961, basically, who was trying to rebirth folk music. So the, the folk music movement basically got revamped in the 60s. We get Bob Dylan. But before Bob Dylan, there was a guy named Dave Van Ronk. Dave Van Ronk, basically, it's just this guy has such a raspy like voice. He's like a crazy singer. And he never really got the fame that he deserved. And then Bob Dylan came out. And then you get Bob Dylan. Everyone knows Bob Dylan. Nobody really knows Dave Van Ronk. He was really the underdog of the folk music movement. And he had some of the most amazingly written songs. Beautiful. And the fact that this movie even came out, it was like very confusing because even though it showed this this folk music movement, people didn't really get the concept of They didn't really understand like what this whole thing was about. It's about an underdog, and the story is almost like an Odyssey-type story. It's about this guy who's just amazing musician, beautiful. You get the intro of the story of him basically in a very famous, um, I think, I can't remember. It's Green... Greenwich Village? Greenwich Village. Yeah, it was... I'm in that New York, I think, or I'm not sure. It sounds like... Oh, it was fucking written and directed by fucking Coen Brothers. Yeah, it was the Coen... It's a Coen Brothers movie. (sighs) It makes me even more mad that happens. Those guys are brilliant. Yeah, they are. So it, it starts out, Oscar Isaac plays guitar and sings in the movie, and he is fucking... Phenomenal. Well, yeah, out he's every, a sexy Latin man. Out of every movie, <laughs> honestly, out of every movie that I've ever seen of people like that play the play Even the like music. Joaquin Phoenix or whatever, he was like so proclaimed for. Uh, oh, for he did a good line. job on yeah, Walk, Walk the Line. Yeah. That's fine, but he can't. <laughs> but he cannot. He does a good job portraying Johnny Cash, but I'm telling you right now, he he doesn't have a. He can't even touch. Oscar Isaac's playing and singing in this movie. He does such a fucking. You, it's so emotional. You you fucking completely fall into the movie. You fall in love with this character, and he keeps getting beat down throughout the entire movie. His movie, version of "Hang Me" was fucking oh, I, dude. It was and you absolutely magnificent. So throughout the movie, the movie actually doesn't really have an, a happy ending. It doesn't necessarily it doesn't, even have an like ending. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't even like have an word. ending. Yeah. Um, what what happens? You get in the beginning. You get the beginning is the end of the movie, so it kind of Quentin Tarantino's it a little bit for you. You he gets his ass beat in the beginning of the movie after he gets done playing, and basically they tell him you were drunk last night, you were yelling shit into the audience, and then the movie rewinds, and basically throughout the movie he's he's just a fucking small town or a big town whatever a folk singer, and he's trying to make it big, he's trying to be known, and his music is just phenomenal and it's just underappreciated. He was ahead of his time for the folk movement. The way that he was singing, like his raspy voice, all this, it's just so beautiful. Just people weren't ready for it until Bob Dylan came out and then Bob Dylan, obviously, one of the best, the godfather of folk music writing. He, Bob Dylan is probably the best lyricist to ever live and I will fucking state that if you read his lyrics even if you don't like his style of singing because it is a little odd mailbox drip like lamppost <laughs> and, and the twisted birth canal the coliseum mad about Terry teapots something Ozake can't you see <laughs> but stuffed cabbage is the darling of the laundromat <laughs> the mouse with the overbite explains how the rabbit something came in inches of his toaster oven <laughs> but yeah, Bob Dylan. Some of that's from Dewey like, Cox. Is yeah. him making fun of it? It's whole, uh, Bob God. Dylan sounds a lot like Dewey so- Cox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you parents think about my protest songs? <laughs> God, that movie's great, dude. I used to know the midget song. <laughs> hey, whoa, what? Excuse me, what? <laughs> hey, look, there's two things you need to know. All right, number one, I'm the king. Number two is look out, man, coming <laughs> at you. It's called karate. It's man. called karate, man. Only two kind of people know it. The Chinese and the king. 
one of me. <laughs> <laughs> so John C. Riley is by far one of the best comedic actors. <laughs> oh, hands down. And a great dramatic actor too. Yeah, he was in fucking <laughs> Gangs in New York. But anyway, that's beside the point. So in this movie, so, so let me just explain what the movie. So in, I'm gonna give you just the premise of the movie. So in 1961, New York City folk singer Lewin Davis, Oscar Isaac, um, is at a crossroads. Guitar in hand, he struggles against seemingly unsurmountable obstacles to make a name for himself in the music world. But so far, success remains elusive. Relying on the kindness of both friends and strangers, Lewin embarks on an odyssey that takes him from the streets of Greenwich Village to a Chicago club, where he awaits a music mogul who could give him the big break that he desperately needs. So in the movie, it starts out him singing, obviously, like I said, um, and he's seeing other people make it around him. Like he has his contemporaries. Yeah, yeah, he has people that are nowhere near as good of a songwriter, or let alone just a singer. Just like the emotion he puts into it, and I love this. He has this quote that says, "It's a folk song," and he's like, "It never, it, it's never new, and it never gets old." Or he says something like that <laughs> to where. So Lewin Davis was before Bob Dylan. But the, 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 the real the guy's time? name, no, the real guy's name is Dave Van Ronk. That's who the character is based off of. Dave Von Ronk is a folk singer. It was right before Dave Von Ronk. So was Bob Dylan inspired by this guy? Or? No, it was at the around the same time. Huh, but okay. I mean, Dave Von Ronk was playing music and trying to make this because folk music's been around forever. It's folk right, music. Yeah. But Dave Von Ronk was trying to revamp this folk music. You get country music. You get all this stuff coming around so this why'd time. Why they call him? Why they call him? I, they they changed the name because it's not really based off his life. Because mm. if you say this is Dave Von Ronk, like how like uh, Purple Rain isn't the oh, biopic okay, for. For Prince, but it's kind of analogy. similar. It's as yeah, same similar character, that kind of thing. You know? no, that was a great. That was a great. Analogy. Yeah. Um. So they, yeah. So they can't call it Dave Von Rock, but inside Lewin Davis is almost like just inside this guy's life, and you see him sleeping on couches. You get all these people that love. Him. He was originally. It's funny because in the movie he was originally a singer with somebody else. He had a he had a partner. They would. Uh, you know, they had an album together, and it's actually Marcus Mumford from Mumford and Sons. Wow, that is the singer. You don't, he's not, in, he's not in the movie at all, but he sings with them on the album. The album gets played a bunch of times. It's called Fair, the, the song is Fare Thee Well, and you hear it constantly throughout the movie. And what, what, uh, Lewin, asking yeah, him. what Lewin Davis is struggling with, everyone's like, oh man, you and your partner were amazing. Well, his partner was his best friend, and he killed himself. Fucking committed suicide. Uh, so he's constantly being reminded that of it. In the first twenty five minutes, you don't see it. You don't oh. see this. This is just do you, wait. Do you? It's do referred you know? to in dialogue. Are you oh, yeah, yeah. Throughout the dialogue, but so you get this guy who's trying to make it as a solo act. Who's trying? Who is amazing? An amazing singer, but he's almost like lives in the shadow of his old. Uh, of his old partner because his old partner is Marcus Mumford. He's an amazing fucking singer. He's from England. He, Mar he Mumford died. and Sons. Yeah, but he died. So everyone knows them as a duet, as a as mm. you know, doing this shit together. And now that he died, he's not going to get a new partner. Why would he? It's right. like fucking Addy. I said, what am I going to do? I don't find a new Addy. Um, so. He, you may love Van Halen, but as soon as David Lee Roth leaves, you're like, fuck that band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, Trey Parker? Yeah, the Trey Parker quote. A direct Trey Parker quote. <laughs> so, he's, it shows his struggle. He's sleeping on couches, okay? He actually uh, fucks Justin Timberlake's wife, and um, Justin Timberlake is making it big. He's, like, recording a fucking album, and you also get, what's his name, from the new Star Wars? He's in that. Plays the uh, antagonist in the new Star Wars. 
can't remember the actor's name. I don't very girls. Yeah, name. very weird guy. Kylo Ren. You, that's how you guys would know him. But he's in it as well. And they're all singing together. They're singing this lame-ass written fucking song. And they ask Lewin Davis, can you come and record with us? And he's like, sure. So he learns the song and records with them. And it's just fucking shit. It's like, man, this song, it's supposed to be a cool song. Like, everyone's going to love it. It's like comparing pop country to like country, country and folk. Like, real, there's nothing in that music because, oh. No, there are no parallels, dude. And I'll go and say that right now. I go to Night in the Country, which is this fucking stupid concert in Yerington every fucking year. But it's straight pop country. I don't go for the music. Now, there are other country festivals that I would go to for the music. But those aren't pop country. Pop country is kind of shitty. But I have to admit, it's catchy. And when you're super drunk, so pandering. Yeah, no, you're right. What's his name? Has a song. Bo Burnham has a fucking song. Oh my god, that's called pandering. It's amazing. And it's like, no, he nails it. It's like black boots, red cup, (laughs) (laughs) straw hat. Like, dude, because I'm pandering. And it's all about because most of those pop country songs are just about things that their audience already likes. Exactly. It's like it's basically saying you're telling your audience. Everything about you is amazing. You should love yourself. You're the greatest ever. And you should tell everyone around you that you're the coolest thing in the world. I mean, and you can't it, hate on that. He's talking about, I mean, yeah, you're a little delusional, but I mean, it's a good message. But he basically Come says, on. like, billionaires. It's all about narcissism. It's not like, it's not about accepting mm. yourself and being proud of or who you no are. Or there's no story behind It's about, all right, I these are all the best things ever, and you're the coolest because you're those things. So he's, he's, He's living on couches. He's going couch to couch. He keeps getting to remind him throughout the whole thing of his fr- his partner dying, his partner dying, all this shit. So it's like, he's already upset. He's already struggling. And the movie's fucking dark. Like it, it's even filmed. The cinematography, the way that it's filmed, it's, it's like no, it's dark. very George Ethan Cohen. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's very depressing. Super it's, muted tones. Oh, really yeah. cold feelings. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. yeah. Yeah. Because you want to feel like your main character, your main protagonist. That's how you you're like, man. I'm struggling with this guy throughout the look of it. So the movie. He, like I said, it's an Odyssey story, so it's his adventure to try to make it big, and he goes to Chicago. He ends up hitchhiking. That's where chances from. Look at that. <laughs> Boom! Check out Scott! Chicago, man. So the funny thing is, is the... Justin, like I said, Justin Timberlake and them, they're singing this gay little fucking song and they're recording in a, in a studio, and you know the song's going to be big. People dig it, but you could just tell... Lewin Davis is like, this is fucking shit. This is shit. So as he, he's singing, as he's playing, he's like, I don't want... You can, you can see just it. See you can it. just see it on him. And he is a little arrogant. Okay? He is a little like, I should be big. And he never makes it big. Dave Von Ronk is not a, not a household name like Bob Dylan is. And you, you, you feel bad for I think for a the lot guy. of that is just built up over time and bitterness. Is like... If anyone will be like that, if like, oh, these are my contemporaries and they're all making it big, I'm not getting any. I'm sleeping on couches. I'm living off the kindness of strangers. You're going to get a little bit bitter. And especially if you know, not just think, but you know the music that you're producing is better. Yeah, exactly. So he, you have this you have this trip of him going all the way to Chicago. He, so he gets in the car with John Goodman. He's like a fucking dick. He's like hitting him with his cane and shit. Uh, he's a heroin addict. Like, he Oh, just, he's a fucking huge... John Goodman is so good as an asshole. Dude. Yeah, he's dude. so good at Beautiful. It. Dude, I think he's in my top ten. Yeah, for like Ooh, sex, sex man crush. Actors. Oh, God. John Goodman, dude. Dude, have stop, you seen Tim, stop burping 10 Cloverfield Lane? <laughs> so good. I, oh, no, no, sorry, go back. Go I haven't seen it, no. Don't worry about it. Yeah, so, yeah. Don't so, talk about it. He's, t- he's doing his thing. So he gets... He, he obviously he, through all this struggling, he finally makes it to fucking Chicago, and he 
finally, oh, let me just say prior to this, his album isn't selling at all. He has a manager that's just, he's an old guy. It's like a shitty fucking production company. He's not making anything at all. He's like, fuck it, I'm going to go to Chicago. I'm going to meet up with this fucking mogul, this fucking extremely well-known producer, and I'm going to get my shit done. I'm going to actually go out of the way to make sure I can fucking get my album uh, bought and purchased and, and known. So he makes it there finally, finally gets a fucking interview with this guy, and he's like, let me sit you down, let me show you one of my songs. He sits down there in a dark fucking room, and it's just them two sitting down, and he's playing acoustic, and he sings this fucking song, and it's called Queen Jane, and it is one of the most beautiful songs ever, and he does such a good job. He sings it with so much passion and so much emotion, and it's this, it's a very sad song. Very like Folk music is like oh, melancholy. Yeah. Folk music is like that. Like It tells a story. That's the idea of folk music. It's a storytelling type of genre, music genre. And he does it so fucking well. And you're like, yes, finally, this guy, he played something to this producer. He's going to make it. And the guy tells him, I don't think this is going to sell. So he doesn't cut the record or what? No, he's like, this is not going to sell. This, I'm not looking for this. They're looking for more something more poppy, everything. And then at the, and then he's bitter. He goes, he ends up going back to uh, Green Ridge Village and it goes back to the beginning of him playing the song uh, on the stage. And he, al- he also sees his friend Justin Timberlake and the, the girl that he's with, his girlfriend, the one that... Oh, sorry, I, I mean, finish the Chekhov's gun because I said earlier that he was having sex with her. She fakes... He doesn't have any money. She fakes the fact that uh, she's pregnant by him. And so he needs to come up with money for an abortion. And he had to do this once before, and they bring that up. Come to find out she's just lying to get money out of him. Which is fucked up. Someone who's poor doesn't have shit. I mean, so she's a fucking bitch. And she's played by the fucking broad from The Great Gatsby. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the blonde one or whatever, the main chick. Uh, but that's beside the point. That's like Which, just I would that, love to talk about that, that movie, but that, I'm not gonna. That's a B story. It's I a, have yet to watch that movie. It's good. I got some. Is it really? Yeah. Um, I felt it's, like. It's a, it's, we're not doing green. Okay, okay, okay. But it, that, but like that said, that the story of her being pregnant is a B story within an A story. So you always want a B story because right. you kind of have to keep yeah. leading the story on. Um. Makes me bad about Greg Batsby is nobody gets the point of the movie. Nobody gets the point of the story. Of the story. I'm so fucking mad. <laughs> it's a good fucking... Nobody gets it. So they beat on. Bullets against the currents. <laughs> Born back ceaselessly into the past. Uh, so he makes it back. He plays a song. He's fucking... He sees his friend Justin Timberlake go up on stage and they're getting huge applause and he starts... He's pissed off. He's fucking bitter. He's not fucking making it. And then... At the end, he walks out of the room, and as he's walking out, this person gets on stage with a harmonica around his neck, and he starts fucking playing, and he starts singing, and instantly you know from the voice, it's Bob Dylan's voice. As soon as Lewin Davis walks out, boom, Bob Dylan starts playing, and that's the end of the movie. And what it shows you... It's not going to get any better. What it it shows you is, this is the this right here, this man on stage, this is the rebirth of folk music, and it was. And man, I'll tell you, there's no other music for me that gives me the same feeling. Like it brings tears to my, I'm like serious about tear up right now. The feeling I get when I listen to folk music, the feeling I get when I listen to bluegrass and, and old blues and stuff like that, there's the, the emotion that's in it. It's not, these people, like a lot of them were poor. They wrote this stuff because they struggled. They're bums. They're this and that. Like even the one song that was sent up with the rocket, when we sent the golden record with the rocket of like map to get to earth and we sent different things from earth. It's like we sent it just into space. One of the songs that were on the album was an old, I think it's like Blind Willie, I think the guy's name was, and he, it was an old blues song, and that's whoa, 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 the only one. When did we send this missile? Uh, or we sent this rocket, I think in the 70s or 60s. 70s? Yeah. 
We just sent it out. That means there's some good music on there. <laughs> no, okay, no, that's the only song that's on there. Oh, no, no, what? sorry. Sorry, no, there's classical music, there's piano music, but the only song that's with the only lyrics, song song? No, no, the, but the only song Wait, with, hold on. Frank was before all that. They don't have Frank on there? No, what they have on they there. They don't have Tony no, Bennett? No, listen, what they what have. What the fuck? You are, listen, fuck that you are so in love with Tony Bennett. <laughs> listen, no, no. What you got to understand with the song, this was a very poor black guy, and he, like. He wait, Lennon Lewis? Or wait, what's his name again? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about. Oh, just, what was I'm actually... just giving you an example of what was sent out there. I'm telling you, like, folk music and blues and, and these people that write these lyrics. They're not rich people trying to pander to people. They're these, they're these poor folk, these, these people that don't have anything. It's music for everybody. The reason why Lewin Davis, or in the movie, the character, could say something about the effect of it's never new, but it never gets old is because these songs are made to. Because I've been through something. I went through something tragic, and now I'm going to write about this tragedy that is relatable to everyone. Anyone can have say, oh, I've been through something similar, and they can feel for that song. That's why these songs don't get old. Yeah, they're very beautiful and very nice to listen to, but at their core, they're really trying to say something, something that everyone can relate to and feel for and actually love. Yeah, and I even got a if, few questions if, for well, you. If you. Well, if you listen to, if you just read the lyrics, let alone, if you, I can understand a lot of people are like, I don't really like it, that's not my style of music, that's fine. But if you read the lyrics to a lot of these old folk songs, a lot of Bob Dylan songs, you, like Adney said, you can relate to it, you feel for it. Like, man, these are beautiful, this is beautifully written. That type of music, I feel it. Like, I feel that in my fucking heart. So, again, the movie is inside Lewin Davis. Please check it out just for appreciation purposes, even if you don't like the music. That's oh, everyone's checking out these movies we're suggesting because <laughs> they, if they're gonna take time out of their day to listen to a three-hour fucking podcast, and if we recommend something, pro- God bless America's amazing. I'm sure I'm gonna inside go home and I'm gonna watch Inside Lewin Davis. And now we're gonna go to Adney. I struggled. Did for you? a long fucking time on this topic. So we got, I struggled a long time with this topic. Right on. I don't know who's. I, 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 brothers? Dude, <laughs> listen, I decided. It's a Marvel movie. Listen, <laughs> I decided on this movie five minutes before we started recording. I finally narrowed it down. Uh, I was I was debating between because two. because you've had like so many Marvel movies to have to pick up. <laughs> here's the thing. I thought, no, I honestly said, right. I was like, okay. I Did was, you have a fat I was, Okay, you got Captain America, <laughs> the first Avenger, and every other Marvel movie after that. <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. Like, okay, but listen. Okay. Give me, like, I was at, when I first thought, I was like, oh, the first two movies that came to mind were Captain America yeah. 2, The Winter Soldier, and Creed. Uh, both movies, I, I love Winter Soldier. It's my favorite Marvel movie, and Creed hit me in a profound way. But I've talked about those two movies before yeah. at length. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Don't I repeat do material. That's what I, that's why. I, and this yeah. isn't about our favorite movie or about what we think is the best movie, even though Creed got fucking snuffed at the Oscars, mm-hmm. and even the BET Awards I got snuffed. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Most people didn't have the same connection. That's the thing. It's a personal connection with yeah, you. Well, fuck them for not having a connection. <laughs> fuck them for not. Fuck them for not living my life. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so I was like, oh, it took me for a while, but I finally narrowed it down. Inside Out. Into two specific movies, one of which was an animated film. Um, and if I were to pick that other one, give us one that first one. Give us the first one you were going to choose, but it you was, didn't. It was the, the Lego gun. movie. Oh, oh what? Which <laughs> would have went with the foreshadowing that we would have went with the Chekhov's gun because we talked about Legos a minute ago. Oh, man, that would have been pretty good. I still seen it. That I movie, movie, I was you like, seen the Lego movie? You dude, it's suck. incredible. It, you I, suck. I thought it was just going to be. suck. You said that before. <laughs> I'm sorry. Three times now. I, I, mean, I had to make <laughs> sure that. Probably past episodes, too. 
Because that, that movie, like, surprised me with the actual message that it had at the end. Yeah. And I really... Lego movies. I saw, I, saw, I, saw, I, saw, I saw that shit in theaters. Buy Legos. That's what you thought that it was going to be about, and then it actually had... To, you're making me Buy talk Legos. about it. I didn't want to... Okay, the what's mo- so what <laughs> The movie I actually decided to pick is Moonrise Kingdom by Wes Anderson. Oh, Anderson. shit. Wow. Dude, like, I wanted to pick that. Anderson. I wanted to pick that. I saw wow, that. I'm, I'm so shocked right now. I am dead fucking serious. I wanted to pick that. I saw that, and I was like, man, that would be... And I was like, we just did Wes Anderson, so it would be a Chekhov's gun because we just mentioned it. But I, I fucking didn't pick it. That's hella funny if I would have just like... You're like, fuck you, Legos movie. <laughs> <laughs> I came with two at least, two. at least I had a backup. Yeah. But yeah. you know what I mean? But um, okay. I wonder when it's actually going to be us picking the same movie. Like, I wonder when that's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. I, I mean, it's we're, gonna, we're doing a whole series about like a movie. We're going to do it. Yeah, it'll, it's happen, it'll happen in either like 60s, 50s, or 40s. Yeah, because there's only there's certain YouTube movies that stand only watch two movies. And like, no, I'm just kidding. Anyways. I watched plenty of movies in the 40s. No, just not a lot of enjoyable uh. movies in the 40s. <laughs> I got two already. Though. All right, good. Anyways, um, Moonrise Kingdom is that it's co-written and directed by Wes Anderson, who is an Artur filmmaker. Like, if you put four of his movies, each on a separate television next to each other, you're going to be like, all these movies have a very similar look to them, and they're all beautiful. You appreciate the similarities in him because he has a very certain style of cinematography. He did that... the fucking Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I love, talked about He loves he loves his he loves his wide shots. That's what I love. He likes his uh, pastel coloring. Uh, he usually has the same group of fucking actors in every one of his movies. With, and he what's, likes, what's, like, what's, what people colors. might not know about is that actors take a pay cut to do to be in his movies. Literally, they take a fucking pay cut. Bill Murray what? takes a pay cut. Fucking uh, Edward uh, Edward Where Norton. Where did you hear this from? Guess what? Because he doesn't... His movies aren't... His movies don't... They're not made for that much money. They're very low-budget films. And they are they don't go into big theaters. What's they're funny only, is they're this... They're only select uh, theaters. Me, okay, so, they're only select theaters. They so, take a pay uh, cut. This mo- so this movie, Moonrise Kingdom, actually came out in uh, the summer, so it could have been one of the summer blockbusters. But... Uh, um, it was made for $16 million. Not low budget, bro. No, lower budget than normal. Opening, he said low budget! Opening weekend, it made about $500,000. And within about you know six months, it had skyrocketed $45 million worldwide. Uh, but that's not the reason why I fucking pick it, obviously. Uh, yeah, I, 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 no, I see what you're saying, Stevie. I lower than the blockbuster crazy big movies, like 100000 you know, or $100 I mean, million. He still tripled the profit. And it's well, his movies also only come out in select theaters. They don't come out world. It's not worldwide. Well, you say select theaters, but it hits the major cities in every city. Like even if you're in North yeah, Dakota, you you're going to be able Mar- to see you it. Think you think about a Marvel. Like, you think about something like that. Which everywhere, it's all worldwide. Right. You know what I mean? That's right. what. I... No, I understand. I understand. Sorry, continue. I'm sorry. He, I'm sorry. He said low budget. Low budget's like 100k, bro. I put. <laughs> That's even kind of high budget. Like, let us get 100k. We got six episodes of Suits and Wings. By <laughs> oh, you dropped the name. <laughs> <laughs> Thing. You foreshadowed us. That's Check gonna be- gun. It's gonna pay off eventually. Rooting, tooting, Chuck Hoff's gun. I'm, I'm God bless America out right now. You're Yosemite okay? Sam of the Chuck Hoff's gun right now. <laughs> Yosemite Smith and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right, sorry. Okay. okay, go ahead. I apologize. Okay, so I'm, I'm a, I'm a, actually I'm a big fan of Wes Anderson. Um, a lot of it is just the cinematography, just the look of his movies. Like I can watch movies without even the fucking sound on and really enjoy it. Um, He's really good at directing actors. So like in the Royal Tenenbaums, how to get mm. that many high 
like though that many fucking people to be able High to be profile cohesive and like they're being able to be joking with each other. He was able to add improv. There was no egos being around, and with that many fucking people for no egos to be around is really impressive. Absolutely agree. I think it's something about him. Uh, actors can see something in him. This isn't this isn't Michael Bay. This is the antithesis of Michael Bay, and I think they can appreciate and respect him. Like, oh, he's gonna give me something I can sink my teeth into and really do something with. And I picked Moonrise Kingdom for several reasons. It's my favorite Wes Anderson film. Really? Um, yeah, like kind of by far, a little bit. Oh yeah, like it's, it's a clear for me. Oh, I love Grand okay. Budapest Hotel. Like I really did love that. Like Ray Fiennes, I think is just oh, great in everything. So He's great in everything. Even like he did like he did a Ricky Gervais movie and he made it fucking fantastic. Wow, but that's um, your favorite Wes Anderson? Okay. Uh, so anyways, uh, have you actually, seen it, Chris? What's yeah. really oh, surprising yeah, have you? is yeah, of course. Oh, okay. And like you like great. to what you just said that point that you made about how. He's great at directing actors, and he had the two leads of this film are kids. They're like they were like a young preteen. Nobody's, nobody's. Not just, not no. It's not just the fact they were nobody's. It's like they were kids. They're, and, they're kids. And kids are. I want to say like ten. Ninety. No, no, no. Like, they were no. They were teenagers. They were teenagers. Yeah, they were like yeah, like thirteen, fourteen. I think though, like really young, but still teenagers. Uh, like puberty age, which was perfect for the story, and the fact that he could direct he, them, he nailed the cast, direct them Seriously. to play. Like these, like they don't give like these great monologues like Daniel Day Lewis. They don't have this crazy emotional kind of like that. But he was able to make them play so honest to the characters that they were portraying, and the fact that he was able to put the movie on their shoulders and that it played well is really remarkable. And that the movie never becomes like oh, these fucking kids. It never becomes that. It's so charming. which we talked about on the alcohol guys. We hate kids, <laughs> and it shows the she was born in ninety eight. It shows like the more violent, bad side of kids. It shows that they're like actually pretty fucked up. Like kids are assholes. This movie takes place in 1965 on a small island. There's a little bit of a period it's like piece. A camp. And on one side of the island is a, this young girl. Her name is Susie, and um, she actually has uh, she's actually bipolar. Her parents are going through like this horrible relationship. And, like, her mom's actually cheating, and she knows this. And this profoundly affects With her. And she has these crazy, like, fucking uh, just mood swings. And she goes, like, hella mad, and she'll, like, attack people. She'll punch fucking mirrors and cut her fucking hands up. Like, she has a lot of problems, and she's an outcast. She's ostracized from all of her friends at school. But she actually gets a role, like a side role in this little play thing, and she's kind of, like, all quiet and not really too excited. But she, doesn't, she seems very just down about everything. And then there's this young boy named Sam, this really nerdy little kid who's in foster care because his parents, both of his parents died at a young age. Very Bruce Wayne-esque mm. in that regard, and that's fucked him up. He's more Batman. Yeah, that's fucked him up a lot, and he's repeatedly described in this film as disturbed, emotionally disturbed. Not only like behind his back when they're referring to this kid, oh, he's emotionally disturbed, he's emotionally disturbed, to his face. By the and other he, kids, too. Yeah, by the other kids and by grown-ups alike. And so that's affected him even worse. And he feels he also feels ostracized. He doesn't feel like he's part of anything. They put him in the scouts, and he's actually really good as yeah. a scout. Yeah. But Kicks even in there, there we're yeah. supposed to be this group unit. Everyone around him just kind of put these, oh, no, no, he's He's the Sam yeah, of Game of Thrones. He's kind of Sam. His name yeah. is Sam, too, which is funny. <laughs> um, he's the Roxy. Chekhov's got a kid! <laughs> it always pays off because we're amazing. <laughs> uh, Edward Norton plays the scout leader. You're he's just a buff- fucking I love everyone in this movie Bruce Willis plays a cop who's yeah. having the affair with Susie's mom yeah. and uh, all this stuff but anyways and um, Bill Murray's the dad what's funny is in the, very, on. 
in the very beginning of the movie, Sam like just disappears from camp and they can't find him. And it's very it's played very comedically because from like cuz you know Wes Anderson doing his like one steady cam shot in a wide frame and, and he's just frame. and he's just going to the right and he's like you could see all these tents that are pitched up and they're all like organized side by side to each other and all these kids are getting out one by one of their tent. And they go to last it and they're like Everything asking for structure Sam. Like that. It's asking so for uni- Sam. Yeah, unified. Yeah, un- asking for unison, Sam. Yeah. It's like the last supper cuz they're all on just one row. He's like, "Sam, where are you out? Where are you? Sam, where are you?" And they open his tent, and as soon as they open the tent, they see there's a hole in like the back of it. It's, kind of, it's, it's very cartoony and like funny. You're just like didn't see that coming. That's yeah, all, because that's, that's like, what it makes. It's that's what makes Wes Anderson who Wes. Because Anderson. he'll added some cartoonish shit. Yeah. Because he could have went out the front and yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have re-zipped out of the front. And that's the problem with him is that you have to like people. It's so in your face that people don't get the joke. They're like, well, why would he go in? Why wouldn't he just go up? That's dumb. Exactly. It's a joke, dude. <laughs> dumb. You're dumb. Anyways, he escapes. That's and, why uh, he doesn't do good. And what's like, funny is, like, his foster family, like, says, we're done with him. Like, they give up on him. As a, He's a young kid, and his foster parents have given up on him. They say he's too emotionally disturbed. They're not used to dealing with a kid with problems. Like, that's so unheard of in this little community throughout this island is no one knows how to deal with mental illness and that's what really the theme of the story is that i love so much is that this is at its core what this movie is is a story of two kids who are both dealing with not only trauma but both of them have their own little form of mental illness and no one recognizes it it's in the 60s so kind of you kind of see that coming, but also just this society is so small and it's so like, oh wow, you're slightly different, you're weird, and you need to be away from us. Yeah, and they're both dealing with this, and they find in each other someone, a kindred spirit, someone they can see like, oh, I feel like you kind of understand what I'm going through. It's not the same, and they actually have a because what this, this movie is, they run away together. Uh, he meets the scouts, go to that play that Susie's in, and Sam like a fucking G, like just walks in through the back room breaks into where all they're getting changed and he just looks at him and he's like this really dorky looking kid too and he just looks at him and all he's like uh you're not supposed to be here and he just like doesn't give a fuck doesn't acknowledge any yeah, girl in the room doesn't give it doesn't acknowledge any of these huge group of girls and they're all dressed like birds and he looks at Susie and he goes you what kind of bird are you and then like she's like what, what? And he's like what kind of bird are you and she like tells him he's like oh he like compliments her and he's just like basically he like Gives her this weird affirmation that she's never had in her life. She stands because out more parents, than all the other beautiful girls around her. Her parents don't pay attention to her. They're busy fighting or like Bill Murray, her dad, is just off in his own fucking head somewhere. Yeah, fucking... All the time. He's so out in the clouds, she's kind of not there. And her mom is like miserable because that's made her depressed. She's dealing with like – because she also has two little brothers and her mom's dealing with a little brother. So she's dealing with cheating. So she feels alone. In many different ways, on very and that's why the kids are kind of scarred. And, all these in a sense and like, and of course, she feels alone. Even around these people she's in a play with, she feels alone. And now this little boy singled her out. This boy she doesn't even know singled her out and said, "You're special, you're different, and I want to give you my attention." They become pen pals, and through that, they decide to run away together. And of course, with his knowledge and everything, he's like, you know, he's leading the so way. G. Yeah, he's yeah, such dude, a G. he's so he's G, such man. a fucking G. And they go on this really he's more G. You they know go on I mean? this really <laughs> wonderful adventure. And what's funny is like the kids, the scouts are like, they have, we have to find him. And like all these little scout boys come after them, like like they're trying to be all fucking tough and like we're gonna fucking bring you in and everything. And he has this little like pellet gun, and he like really awkwardly like points the gun at him and like kicks like a twig like a big stick like towards me he's like don't 
across this stick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and, then, and then, like, it goes to black, and then, like, and then it go, when, it, when the screen comes back on, he shot, like, a couple of the kids. Yeah. And, uh, and Susie stabbed one of the kids <laughs> with lefty scissors. I was going to say that with scissors. <laughs> yeah, with scissors. <laughs> it wasn't with scissors. It was with lefty scissors. They, they always add in the lefty part whenever they talk about it. And it's so... And that's really like, and then like they ended up like having this whole camp thing together, and like this is them going on their adventure. Great chemistry between the two kids, like great chemistry. It was, it's, and it's a fun. Like there's a lot of comedy in it, and they go on their little adventure, and they see all these things, and uh, it's just a fun, really. It's like a lighthearted, but at the same time, melancholy movie, like the other two movies you fucking assholes talked about. <laughs> uh, but like I said before, the core of the story. That's the reason why I love it. It's two young kids who don't even understand really fully their own their own problems and they try to discuss it and uh, she and like Susie's telling him about her story. She, I love these stories. They're so much amazing. Like blah blah blah. This one's about an orphan and he goes, "Well, yeah, I'm an orphan and it fucking sucks." And she goes, "Sometimes I wish I'm an or- I wish I was an orphan because I feel like orphans have more special lives and they go on like they end up having more meaning and like, you know, the trials build them who they are." And he just looks at her and he's like, I love you, but you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and it's really sweet at first, but when you think about it, it's like, wow, this kid's really fucked up. He's really yeah, sad no, about what happened to him. It's, and it's true. It's like, it's you like, don't know what you're talking about. You've been through what you had. You've gone through a lot. There's no, your life has not been easy and you have your own issues, but that doesn't mean you understand my issues. And they learn to learn that from each other. It's like, we're not every, like, cause, and it's, it highlights the fact that all mental illness isn't the same and you have to look at it in individual marks. Like people love, people love to mash all mental illness together. Oh, they're fucked up. And it should be, no, everyone, there's so many different ways that someone can be a little like, you know, born a little fucked up. And you can can have a perfect family and still be fucked up. You can like, everyone can be fucked up in their certain way. And I love it. Sometimes you're born with like certain like, uh, issues in your fucking head. Yeah. That's just kind of how. Like, and you don't. And like, of course, trauma makes it fucking worse. And I've these... heard. Oh, hold on, before you keep going, I've heard of like three different stories so far that have just came out where MDMA worked for this guy with depression, but it didn't work for this guy with depression. But what worked for this guy with depression was ketamine. Oh, and these shit. are all different drugs that are, aren't allowed and all that. But back to your issue, um, mental illness, mental health is not. Ever like it's not the same. It's not one. It's thing. not like it's, it's not, not uniform. uniform. Yeah, it's like even people who have like, this, even people who have the same mental illness aren't gonna. Yeah, have the which, same is, cure. That's what which I'm is kind of cool at. because what, we yeah. we get that idea of it's not uniform, but then you get this Wes Anderson movie where everything in the movie is uniform. I, that's it's like a complete like a cool, paradox. That's yeah, what he, he does. Of, he shows yeah. everything in this movie is uniform. Except that's why he's so fucking amazing. Except when it comes to these two kids who, by happenstance, found each other and found someone that they can actually. And they, of course, they say, like, oh, we're in love and all this stuff, and they run away together, and this is really cute kind of thing. But I, I, the parents fucking are saying, this is nonsense, you don't know what you're talking yeah, about, yeah, and it's yeah. more of how no one's going to understand it. People can't. The, some may try, but in the day, most people aren't going to understand what you're going through. If you have a mental problem or if you're going through something, you have certain issues, not everyone's going to get it. And sometimes they'll be nice at first, but over time, like the foster parents that Sam had, they'll understand at first. But over time, they're going to want you to get over it. Yeah, like be normal. Without actually helping. Just time should just heal you. And I think this movie does a, a beautiful job of portraying 
kids with problems. And I'm going to say, like, because of that scene that you that you just talked about of them, him telling me, I love you, but you don't know what you're talking about, it instantly reminds me of Robin Williams sitting on the bench with Matt Damon, and he goes, you're an orphan, right? You think I know a, a damn thing about what you've been through because I've read Oliver Twist? And it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, you can understand the problem, but you damn, can't... I should have picked that movie. You can't say... <laughs> Good Will Hunting? <Yeah. laughs> That's in the no, 90s, we got the dude. 90s, though. Oh, we're coming! Sorry, sorry, keep going. Oh, now we know what we're going to do. <laughs> but... I would love to pick that movie. That's why I said 90, the 90s is so good. <laughs> I want to pick that movie, but I have to pick something in the 90s for that I relate to. But yeah, because of that scene right there with Robin Williams, it gives you a perfect perspective on you may think you know, but you have no idea because you're not, you're not dealing with this issue. Everyone assumes they know. Everyone's like, oh, just get over it. Get over it. Oh, there's no problem at all. I've been sad once. Yeah, like, and it's like, no, you don't know what I'm doing. You're it. not, it's a chronic you, thing. Yeah, you're not dealing with the same issues I am. You assume you know, but that's that's the and problem. And I love how he he because everyone loves to like if a kid has issues, they're so easy to of a young person like they're teenagers in the story. They're so quick to say, "Oh, you're overreacting." They're not. They like when somebody says, "Oh, just get over it." You're what you're doing is you're invalidating someone's undermining problems. them. Yeah, you're, you're saying that oh, what you're going through doesn't really matter, and those feelings should be justified even if it's actually a young kid you could say and like what's funny is like the simpsons fucking did this of like no look if you want to be sad it's okay like if you want to be sad it's okay to be sad we'll be sad with you you understand that like you don't like we under like we're not gonna we don't understand what you're going through but we will understand that you have to go through a thing this is what the beautiful image behind uh inside out what you mentioned earlier the reason why that movie is so beautiful because it's basically saying it's okay to be sad you're gonna be sad sometimes you're gonna go through problems and it's okay you don't always have to be happy that's unhealthy it's good to be sad so you can appreciate other times yeah and butters talks about that he's like no it's it's good. Yeah, fucking another one. But, Butters, says, <laughs> Butters basically says, no, it's good because I won't know, like, you don't know real happiness. Oh, Butters, you're sad. Been... You want to be emo with us? And and he, yeah, and then he's like, no, Butters I don't, from I don't South Park, be... Goth. Butters, uh, yeah, South Park, South Park, South Park. He's like, you want to be goth with us? And he goes, no, actually, I don't want to be no faggy goth kid. <laughs> but he's like, no, the only way to appreciate true happiness is you have to f- you have to know what it's like to be down low like this, in a sense. I, I got angry last night at I'm Stevie for no fucking reason because I was asleep, I heard music. And the fucking music was coming from Stevie's phone. How did I know it was coming from Stevie's phone? Because I texted him, hey, dude, turn it down. And then I would hear it come through the speaker because the speaker. (laughs) But it would drop the music, too. So it would be like, drop the music. And I was like, oh, sweet. He heard me. Ding. No, he didn't. This motherfucker. But anyways, back to the whole thing. Angry. I was angry for, for, for not a great reason at all. I came out there and I... I unfucking corked. I was like, "Hey, bro, don't be loud." <laughs> which, which I understood why I was mad. He didn't work. And then, like, immediately as I'm walking back to my room, I'm like, "Why did I just do that? Like, why the fuck?" Well, did no, I just because like, oh, you're a fucking like Baratheon, bro. No, no but also because <laughs> I, yeah, like Andy said, you 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 can get angry quick, but then you you're quick to forgive. But I want to also say that wasn't my fault. You're quick to somebody, no, I know. Somebody said no, put on music, I know it was and, they, and I was like, "You want quick to peace?" Yeah. We were just we were just coming back. Like, to the, the, the it's okay to show your emotions. But I want I want to give you a good example. So 
like Adney said about the whole kids thing, people automatically assume because they're kids, because they're young, they don't know what they're talking about. You know better because you're an adult, but you're an ad- all you are as an adult, you're a kid trapped in an old body. Like everyone's still a child in a yeah, sense. You're deteriorating, bro. But I'll, to give a perfect example of people that appreciate the perspective from a child or things like that, like Wes Anderson, for example, he knows what he's selling. He's selling this idea of, no, well, kids deal with this too. You can't just automatically think you know more just well, because you've been around. Late, you know, wisdom doesn't come from age; it comes from experience. These and kids have dealt and, with experience. You, yeah, and like talking down to a kid, but wisdom about gets you why jaded. they're about wisdom why they're also... about why they're fucked up. Like talking down to a kid about why they're fucked up isn't going to help anything. And a good example of treating a kid like they are an adult, we get it with Game of Thrones. We get it with fucking Lyanna Mormont. John and Sansa think they're talking to some child that they can manipulate her, and her coming back, and then Davos like, no, we got to look at her like an equal. We got to look at her like she's us. She's the leader of a strong house. That actress, she's, she instantly became everyone's favorite fucking character. But continue with uh, Western and I apologize. So we went with the anger, the, we were talking about emotions, showing your emotions. With the kids. So give us the wrap-up of the... Uh, Well, we kind of wrapped it up. Yeah, I kind of feel like I said like what's really important about the story. I don't want to like say the ending. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to give it up. That's exactly. Which I I ruined mine by kind of giving you the. You kind of did. You kind of did. Yeah, you kind of did. Because I still, I'm still gonna watch it because it's a Coen Brothers movie. So that's, uh, so that was our first. That was uh, obviously this century. That was 2010, or not this century. um, Technically, (laughs) it is. It is technically this. That was our decade between 2010 and now. Um, each of our movie, we picked one movie. That's what we wanted you to check out. That's so something. Each of these movies impact us in different ways. Uh, next episode, we will be taking uh, you know 2000 to 2009. Within that decade, we will each pick another movie. Play the song. But you gotta get a fucking out. Ooh. Ah. The dating corner. All right. Well, I guess I'm the only one dating right now. I don't know what Adney's doing over there. I know you're dating something. You just don't want to say nothing. That's, that's fine. Dating something. <laughs> dating a thing. Yeah, like that Pokemon. No. No, nothing. I'm not, Damn. I'm not Damn. No. <laughs> no. Why? All right, so I'm I got two. Dating. I got two for us. The but thing about because it's because I'm not. I'm kind of avoiding dating. I am not. Just, I am I'm fucking fu- tired. It's really crazy what you tell because. Us about that, what do you tell us about? What are you? <laughs> I just said it, I'm tired. <laughs> it's really funny because we always started out this dating corner with how much we hated these dating apps, and these dating apps are actually kind of working. Kind of the ones, Adney. Like, no, 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 not the one. I'm just saying they're finally working for me because I figured them out. Now, it took me a year to figure the fucking <laughs> app out, but now that I've got them figured out and whatnot, I'm actually able to get dates. I'm actually able to start talking to girls, so... Which apps are you using right now? I'm using OkCupid and Tinder, and I have met women off of both. Those nice. are the only ones I use. But uh, cool. I had to change my, I had to make my like picture like a, the one who must not be named, like like his picture. You know, I had to, I had to kind of. Tom replicate. Riddle helps you pick up pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I had to kind of replicate like his style of pictures, and it wasn't even like a a super great picture or anything. It was just. The style of the picture, Douche. the editing of the Douche. picture, Douche. it attracts it. Whatever, it yeah, works. that works. I'm not saying it doesn't work. <laughs> okay, so I got two for you. That's why I'm single as fuck. But the the, the, the worst one, one, I know who you're talking about, and that's kind of a inside joke because he loves Harry Potter. <laughs> that's I work good. on multiple levels. Bro. Hey, listen, <laughs> you you listen, you know who you are, bro. <laughs> so I have two. I'm gonna save the worst for last. 
and I'm gonna go with the best. So the first one was shitty. Okay, so here's what happened. We matched on Tinder. Let's no, first say. one was good. You said no, no, no. We're then going shitty. Yeah, we're, we're going good oh, shitty. Yeah, we're going good shitty. Yeah. Oh, so Sparkle comes back. Ooh, Sparkle. Sparkle is like a real. This is third week. Sparkle's still here, so that means I'm laying some good dick. Why it's gotta mean I'm laying good dick. We should not have given a real name for Rachel. <laughs> like we should have totally not. You know what I mean? You're she probably should, right. She should have also got a stripper name. You're probably yeah. right. But she also loves that she's like kind of a part of it. Like she is. She's been there. She's been the And we actually are like on a consistent basis talking now. We're actually becoming friends, and that's really new to me because I have not ever had a friend relationship with an ex this is completely new to me and it is a friend relationship it's fucking really cool and she's awesome and she's fucking awesome yeah she added me the other day actually oh shit oh shit really yeah i was like oh because she was trying to stalk that fat girl stalk (laughs) (laughs) she wanted to see how fat that fat girl oh that fat girl deleted me (laughs) i know (laughs) that's what she said she was like she's not that's so fucking funny okay so i met up with sparkle again and it was after this recent date that I had that I thought went really well and all that good stuff. But anyways, afterwards, shit didn't pan out. Not like uh, immediately, like the hour afterwards. A couple days afterwards or whatever. Not the hour. <laughs> Me and Sparkle start talking again. Uh, I know that I can't constantly talk to Sparkle because Sparkle does Sparkle things. And she's <laughs> 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 Is she a My Little Pony? Oh she shines. <laughs> she fucking sparkles don't but shine. No, his delivery. They burn for <laughs> half a second and die. Oh, no. Well, they still shine oh, a little bit. Hold up, his delivery. Sparkle does sparkle things. <laughs> Play a piano. <laughs> like, his fucking delivery was so good. So, I don't know what the I fuck she is doing. I Smith funny without knowing he's fucking funny. <laughs> he's so earnest about it. I it's like, know, dude, you don't realize. It's like, <laughs> the, the one. You're a comedic savant. Is what you are. <laughs> Entering escorts episode when he's like talking about three hundred fifty dollars or dude that was one of the f- all I needed was three hundred dollars cash that <laughs> might be top three of the fucking best jokes ever on the podcast <laughs> right ever, ever in human history it was the most <laughs> it was the most honest laugh from Adney and I that you've ever gotten we fucking yeah we usually figure all of our laughs I know this we we died, dude. That was so good. You go back to Sparkle. I can't remember now. I'm all fucking jacked. Sparkles, fucking sunshine. Uh-huh. Was okay. doing sparkles. Sparkles being sparkles. Sparkles sparkling. Sparkles sparkling it up. So I don't remember exactly who hit up who or anything. Uh, but <laughs> she doesn't remember. I don't. It just happened, and then so it happened to happen, and we were like, "All right, we're gonna meet up tonight." And I have work at six a.m. And I was like, I don't give a shit. She gets off at fucking 12. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, So you get off at 12, midnight. I work at 6 a.m. But, I mean, that's when I wake up. I work at 7. I have to get up at 6. I fucking do all my shit, whatever. I'm there at work by 7. So I have like six hours. And then she's like, well, I'm not even going to get there till like 1. Because I like, you know, I got to do shit after. Hour. And I was like, well, that makes sense. So shit, 1. I'm going to be easy. Fuck, I'm going to get like two hours of fucking 2, 3. I was not about it at first. I was like, man, I don't know if I want to fucking do this right now, you know? Like, uh, and then the story that you'll hear later, you're gonna understand why I was like, fuck that bitch. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm about it. Uh, I'll stay up, no big deal. Like, I didn't have a lot of work to do tomorrow, and a part of me was a little jaded from said what happened before. So, Sparkle hits me up. We're about it. She comes over at around one, two o'clock. We get down, get dirty. <laughs> She gives me a nice, nice, consistent 17, 18. Like, uh, 
It was it was right there, seventeen or eighteen. She's seventeen pointer. Yeah, she's she's solid. She she comes in there. She never she's does me seventeen. Solid. No, she's pointer. solid. She never does me dirty. Fifteen is solid. Fourteen is solid. Well, this is the thing. Seventeen is a little better. This is the thing. Seventeen is pretty good. Cause she is always pumped to do it. She is never not pumped to do it. So th- like, her enthusiasm is off the charts every fucking. It's a five every fucking time. The only thing that she lacks on is technique right now. She finishes me usually every time. Her stamina is amazing, which we're going to get to. But uh, she gives me consistent 17s. Like, uh, the only thing she's lacking right now is 17s. And that's because I didn't tell her specifically what I would want. She's consistently doing a really good job. Exactly. She's, she's nailing it. So, anyways. We get down and dirty the whole night. We're fucking the entire night. Like... Kenny came up to me today and was like, dude, you were fucking the entire night. Like, I could barely go to sleep. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. Like, it wasn't intentional. I'm mean, sorry, but I'm not. Yeah, like, at all. Um, you getting woken up to sex noises, you'll jack off and then you'll fall asleep. <laughs> me getting j- woken up by a speaker, I'm not going back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. So anyways, but the reason why I'm even bringing this up is because in the morning... My alarm goes off, and I'm like, fuck, I got to get up. And she's like, oh, you got to get up. I'm going to get up, too. She's one of those ladies that's like, I'm not going to stay here. Even though she could, like, Kenny's going to leave. Like, she could, like, nap for, like, another two hours once I'm gone and then just leave, and, like, no one would see her. It wouldn't be a big deal at all. Like, she could, but she just doesn't. She's not the type of lady. So I wake up, and, of course, I'm horny. I got a fucking morning wood, all that. But it's just, like, my first wake up, so I'm like, okay, morning wood, like, alarm. I kind of just want to go back to sleep, and I lay on her, and then, like, we get all cuddly and all that stuff. And then it gets hot and heavy super quick. It's the morning, all that good stuff. Should I jacking you off or what? But what happened is, well, I'm horny in the morning, so she so didn't really I. have to do a lot. And most girls are like, So I'm just, I'm, like, I'm just like, on early. top of her, and I'm, like, ready to go, and I'm, like, trying, like... I start, like, trying to finger her, and I'm just trying to get her warmed up at first, and she's like, nope. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm too sore. Like, you, I might have died from oh. dick overdose last night. And it's only, the only reason she said that. Dick, but the only because reason, of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, she would have said that. If it didn't Nobody before. has died from dick overdose. Exactly, and but she you, knows that. You, but she was you, like, no, like, my vagina fucking hurts. Like, you beat her up. Like, not going to yeah. happen. Like, we had great sex, all that good stuff, but, like, we just went too long, like, and I was like... You went ham. I was like, you were wet the entire time. She was like, I was wet. You went ham on her pastrami. I was just about to make... I was just about to make the fucking hate joke. No, I was... Dude, that makes me hella mad. I was literally speaking it before Addy said it. I was like, is he gonna say a different word? The pastrami? Dude, god damn it, Addy. You piece of shit. I was just about to make She was like, that's not gonna happen. So we just kind of kiss a little bit more, and then, like, we kind of, like, lay on each other. We're cuddling, all that good stuff. And then my alarm goes off again. I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna have to get up. And she's like, yeah, you're gonna have to get up. And then she's just like, "Ah," boom, gets on top of me and start kissing. And then she just goes straight down on me. She's like, I'm just gonna go to work. I'm gonna get this done real fast. I don't, this guy, like, you can't bang me. My pussy's all clammed up. Like, (laughs) (laughs) clam? Name on the fucking podcast! My pussy's all clammed up. That is the best name ever! Seriously, that's no, so good. So, anyways. Oh my gosh, you got a clammy clam. <laughs> you got a clammy clam. She starts going to town. Now, I'm not going to lie, her technique was like super lacking on this day. And I was like, okay, if you're going to come in here with this blowjob right now, it is not going to happen. Usually you're getting me Fucking consistent. Six in the morning. Consistent. <laughs> I agree. 
I agree. So I gave her a little buffer. I gave her a buffer. Usually consists of 17. She was giving me like a 14 right now. She was enthused. Gotta give it to her. You know? I can't rate a lot of it because I only got a little bit Plus, of it. Plus, she's Hold still... on, I'm not done. Shut up. And so... Uh, okay. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened was she noticed. I don't know... If it was something I was doing, maybe maybe I wasn't moaning correctly. Maybe it was my body language. Maybe Dick she just soft. knew. Maybe she was just like, man, I am not into it. Maybe maybe she knew. But what happened was she's like, she just took my took my dick out of her mouth and she's just like, Ugh. just sit on my face. And I was like, improv five me. Like, <laughs> just sit on your face and like you're not talking about my asshole at all. Like she's talking about like I want. She pretty much said. Fuck my mouth, yeah. yeah. Fuck my fuck mouth. Fuck my mouth. And not like, oh, um, just fuck my mouth while I'm down here. She's like, no, I'm going to lay on my back, and I want you to skull fuck me. And I was like, wow. She didn't say that, but that was what she implied because she's like, just fuck me already or whatever. Fuck my mouth already. Whatever. Fuck my mouth already. And then she lays down and goes up to like where the pillows are, and she's like, Grabbing <laughs> my midsection. Come to me, like, my child. <laughs> just come here. Let me let me show you. What I would have like about. hung her head off the end of the bed and then went. I don't like the upside down. I the upside down. It was right against the wall, so she skull was like fuck. a little bit lean. Spider Man's skull fuck. And it was a little bit better because I could kind of like, because I'm a little violent, whatever. I like banging her head against the wall a little bit every now and then. So trying to give her fucking. It was brain good for me. We talked about brain damage. I don't go crazy. In my head, my hand's always like in the back, so I just like it hits my hand if anything. Like, Dude, whatever. you have delicate fingers. We don't need you fucking up welding and shit. You're gonna get fired. I'm just giving you guys. No, but to be honest with her, to be honest with you, the reason that she wasn't as enthused because she tasted like herself. <laughs> <laughs> Your dick was not clean. Like, that shit is wafted Definitely. for a couple hours oh, yeah, I'm before. Sure. Yeah, it was you know like what I mean? So I've cut him in it. Because this is what I taste like. Right, and then and then I was like, okay. And then and then her stamina was a fucking five. Like she was a trooper the whole time. Now, yeah, she was gagging because I was skull fucking her. So there would be times she like, and then she put it to the side. But she was constantly working it. Like okay, it's to the side now. Like. As she's breathing, Air. I had to make sure that I wasn't going too crazy either. Like, I'm not sitting there trying to fucking choke her or anything. Like, I'm still like, this still needs to be sexual. Can't you be straight fucking violent? Like, yeah, I there's can. A, there's a line that you have to fucking no, kind of tread. And so, <laughs> you're so stupid. I know. I know. Oh my gosh. But so. At the end of it, I come, I bust in her mouth. She's at this weird position. It goes in her mouth. She doesn't gag. She doesn't choke. She swallows it like a fucking champ, finishes me off, and then plops it out. None of that. Like, oh, I'm going to sit here and lick on it a couple times. Just plops it out. And it's like, I'm done with it. Sorry, let me go back. Let me go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, seriously. 6 a.m. and shit. That's what it felt like. So, I mean, I got a 22. I got a 22. The only no thing that she way. lacked on was technique. Everything else is five. Finish five. Yeah, enthusiasm five. That was a strong pause after. Because <laughs> I, I can't remember them in succession how I want to remember them. So then I jump around from letter to letter and I fucking forget a fucking letter. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I well, it was a dramatic journalist pause. And then I'm like a B stiff, and then I have to reoccur. And so like all that's happening. What the fuck is a B for again? It's, it's like all <laughs> happening within my brain at the same time, you know. So okay, enthusiasm five, stamina five, technique two. Her technique was... You were doing the technique. Was, Your technique was a five, homeboy. You were fucking that face. That's even what she said. She was like, I always make you work. <laughs> Do a work Even when we were banging, like, I make her work. Oh, I also want to say I was using the squirting technique on her. 
And I almost had her there, and I stopped intentionally. And she was so fucking mad because I stopped. And I didn't you made stop. her want it. Hold on, hold on. I didn't stop like I gave her blue balls. Like, I just stopped, and that was the end of the fucking, like, thing. No, I, I stopped fingering and eating her, and then I just started fucking her because I knew she was almost there. So I knew I was going to be able to yeah, do yeah, it with yeah, my nice. dick. Like, That's she awesome. was almost there. Now, I could have finished her with I, my I mouth, do that a lot. but I didn't because I was like, Fuck that. I don't know why I said fuck that. I just didn't want to. Because I felt like once she came in my mouth, then it, her pussy, like, it dries up so fast. Or she just Like, it gets super it. wet, but it dries up. But then, then, then like she's like, so okay, delicate. I came. It's like, okay, I came. Now hurry up and come. Yeah. That's yeah. why I do it, because yeah. I'm hella quick. Yeah. <laughs> so the technique works so great that she was like, we need to tell everybody <laughs> about the technique. Everybody needs to know. But I must admit... Just from you telling me, it still took me a couple of tries to get it. You have to literally do it live. You have to be like, okay, and this is what you're going to do. This, like, We're going to have a no, you, you, have have to do, you have to do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Like, that's going to be the best way to know the technique. Because even can, Adam. Now, people, I've been telling Adam the technique for years, and he's like, I can't do it. But people like, it's not can, working. Oh, but you can get it. And now, but this goes back to uh, what Adney said. As you vaginas <laughs> are like snowflakes because they're not all the same. Okay, because sometimes the clit's a little bit deeper, and you got to get in there. Sometimes it's right on the top. Sometimes it's in the middle. That's where I always fuck up. I always assume it's in the middle, and so I'll just be licking in the middle, and I'm not hitting the clip. Well, I just pull back the hood. I always search for the hood. You first. pull the hood back. You Sometimes gotta search you for the clip, the and then you grip. The, grip the grip is easy. The G spot is easy. I can find that almost. You every, gotta with be my more finger. Batman. You gotta find that red hood. You the know clip. <laughs> you gotta make sure you're hitting the right clip. Keep because sometimes, shattering sometimes, for sometimes it's a Batman little hangy. <laughs> sometimes the clip's a little hangy. Sometimes it's super. You know, the clip's a little bit delicate, but like. Some the girls G spot you to, like, with the finger. Kind of and some girls really don't want to even yeah, touching it. It's too delicate. Sparkle is too delicate yeah, to where it hurts. Sparkle's like, whoa, you can't grip my G spot like that because that's what I did at first when me and you. Don't remember, you I said, don't grip, but tap. You yeah, gotta I was, tap, 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 hard. And then this last time, I was like right on the outside, like right on the edge of it, just barely rubbing it, and it was just setting around. And I was like, okay, no wonder why vaginas are like snowflakes. God damn, it's so crazy. So that was my good day. So we banged out, had great sex. I got a 22. She went on her way. I went on our way. All that great stuff. Now, before I had even had sex with her, like a couple days before, so I'm going to just do the whole timeline. So last Monday, we'll go to last Monday. I matched with her on last Monday. Talked to her through Who? Monday. Ooh. You gotta specifically uh, say. You gotta say. I'm gonna say it because no, not a no, name, no, not no, a name. No. Fuck that. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna say the fucking oh, name damn. because she fucked me up. I don't give a fuck. Chelsea, I'm a, I'm a bash. Her name's Courtney. <laughs> I'm not gonna say her last name. There's no. How many Courtneys are there in this world? I don't okay. Know. Too fucking many. Several. Too <laughs> fucking many. So her name was How Courtney. Are you in Reno though. Regardless, <laughs> three doesn't matter. <laughs> Narrowed it down, dude. We're detective in this. Yeah, well, well, we're we are get, more Batman on the podcast. <laughs> we'll get real specific in a minute because there's a he's bullshit. He's holding his beer right now, pointing yeah, at because I'm beer. fucking mad about it. Okay, <laughs> well, first dude, of all, okay. first of all, just when I'm matching her with Tinder, she doesn't mention anything about a kid. She doesn't mention anything about like an ex-boyfriend. That's she specific. How many corners I've kids? Just One. Says, <laughs> she says, "This is what it said on her Tinder profile." You're getting so. I don't give a shit no, because she a, fucked me no, over. No, it's a side joke we're having. To well, your side joke isn't funny. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, you're not supposed to. This is at your expense. Why I, obviously. Why would you laugh at it? It's not for you. 
So anyways. Shit ain't for you, pimp. Her, her profile literally said, universe. and this was it. And it was like in quotation marks. Like, if I can throw a baseball further than you, it's not going to work. And that's all it said. In quotation marks. That's all it said. So I was like, oh, slut. is that a quote? Immediately, that's like, a slut. Oh, is that a quote? Whatever. Seriously, like, are you shooting it out of your pussy? She's only 23. Big ball ball 23. You look With cute. a softball, too. Like Courtney Ryder and shit. <laughs> so I swipe right. Whatever. She swipes right. Rematch. Oh, you match. And I was like, pizza or tacos? Every single time. That is when my dating, my online dating profile experience or whatever changed. Is when I found out that stupid line. I don't know why it works, that, but pizza or tacos, I get a response. In the past few 75%. months, no, in the past few months, tacos have become super popular online. Everyone always talks about tacos. I don't know. I remember people. Liked tacos, but they never talked about it constantly. Baking was super popular. Then all of a sudden, that kind of lost its popularity. Everyone's all obsessed with tacos. Yeah. Every girl I know is constantly talking about tacos. And all pizza's the always side. been a thing. Pizza will always be a thing and always will remain a thing. Everyone- you think Pokemon Go is a trend? Are you serious? Tacos. Pizza. Dude, well, tacos not, not, not themselves, but talking about it constantly yeah. is a yeah. trend. Tacos are a thing now. We're like getting bigger, yes. But pizza will always remain stagnant. And it, that's I mean, what I'm not saying. Sorry. And you always, know what I get? It always been active. Hold yeah, on. Pat, Do you yeah, know yeah. what I get 50% of the fucking time? What? A taco or a pizza taco. That's not a thing, okay? You don't combine Hold them on. and make it a great fucking no, thing. No, but listen, I, I think what they mean that's by that's trying to be you fun. bake, you bake the pizza and you fold it in half. So no, they mean these combining. bitches mean these no, bitches mean no, 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 it's <laughs> usually the next yeah. question. If they say taco pizza, it's the next question. I've asked all these women about calzones. What the fuck does that even mean? Then I'm torn between two names. Oh, that's the name of the box. That's gonna be our first T-shirt. I've asked all these women about calzones. That's not a picture of Ben Wyatt next to it. <laughs> <laughs> I got that Dude, reference. That is such a good. <laughs> that is such a good name for. That's such a good teaser. I've asked all these women about Calzones. <laughs> Trust ben me. Ben Wyatt from Pachi. Yeah. yeah, that killed me. I got that. one Nobody likes Calzones, man. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so good. You have to edit this past two minutes. No, out. not no. at all. This is genius. All you guys are doing are laughing on the floor and shit. Get the fuck out Sorry. of here. Right. Hey, man, it's contagious. It's, this isn't even about the girl. This is endearing. about tacos or pizza right now. This is about no, calzones. You should have been a shotgun thought. Hey, let's let's drink this stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's tacos or pizza on the shotgun thoughts? No, it's too late. Yeah, you yeah, can't do it now. It's too late now. Calzones Jesus. or burritos. That's the last <laughs> You guys are fucking... Okay, you guys okay, so this, on that. So this bitch... That was so good. <laughs> what, what was this bitch's answer? Tacos. She At said least tacos? she didn't say taco pizza, okay? Yeah. I she hate that she, answer. She didn't try as to As soon be as funny. they say taco pizza, I know we're not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's your baseball <laughs> thing. <laughs> That's your doorknob test. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't working out. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. It's not going to work out. Every fucking time they say taco pizza, I just stopped. I'm just like, okay, there's no fucking... Wrong way. answer, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you need to say that next time. He, he Wrong answer, bitch. <laughs> I don't do he that. He instantly unblocked me. They're going to be like, what the pizza. fuck is that guy's problem? As soon as they say taco pizza, I'm like, unmatch. Fuck that, bitch. <laughs> 
Unmatch is my favorite button on that fucking app. Because you I feel love, powerful. Yeah, I do. Because as guys, we never get the chance to reject a fucking it's woman. so sweet. But okay. Well, you guys don't. <laughs> so I actually got a match. Uh, we start talking. We s- <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> well, do I want to even talk anymore? Yes, yeah, you just do. Yeah, keep you do. Sorry, let's, let's like, do this. No, this, this is, is great. Wind yeah, up it's called our fucking podcast. comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we got really serious with the movies. <laughs> now it's funny. Okay, okay. So, uh, we start talking, all this, all that. Somehow, her, her daughter's brought up. So, she has a daughter. She's 23 with a fucking daughter that's three years old. That means she had a baby at 20 years old. Then she goes in and she tells me about how she was pretty much with her high school sweetheart from 18 to 20. And she's pretty much banged about. How was that a high four, school sweetheart? Four when people. When they were in high school, they were sweethearts. No, 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 but she was 18. So no, 18 to 20 is when the kid and all the shit happened. Okay, because I That thought, wasn't the yeah. relationship. 18 to 20 okay. was when all the turmoil oh, and okay, yeah. whatever else. What if she had happened? a kid at 20? What happened between the ages of 18 and 20? So she, yes, but she 18, also said she, she was a little bit, she was a little bit promiscuous saying, yeah. within that range as well. And they broke up a million times and then they got back together and all this stupid shit. And so These this are was, all the signs of a hood rat. Yep. Or a and shitty relationship. I didn't know. I didn't know. Getting she, back into a shitty relationship was like thing shoving is, shit she, back up your ass. <laughs> because I like the girlfriend experience, okay? I, I love banging Sparkle. Don't get me wrong. Me and Sparkle have a great time. It's not a girlfriend experience. I'm searching for a girlfriend experience. I'm going to keep Sparkle around. I hope she keeps me around. We're going to keep banging. We have great fucking sex, okay? Don't get me fucking wrong. Don't get it twisted. And great chemistry. And I feel like if you do, if I mean, if you guys do get in a relationship, that's great. But uh, from, it'll never happen. No, from what we... Because she's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, whatever. No, but what we, what we talked about is... Oh, well, I think think that if you guys it's like it's like making a hobby a job right you don't appreciate it as right. much you're like no now it's I now it's you're a, saying now it's a chore now saying. it's a chore like okay i'm also gonna say it's completely out of the range she also didn't say that she was like don't even think about me like this like that never happened either we're just playing it casual and i love it don't get me wrong i'm digging the shit with sparkle but sparkle doesn't want that boyfriend girlfriend thing and that's fine so i'll keep maintaining whatever i got with her like whatever she wants to do like i'll play along that's cool me and her are cool me i just, love, I just love that she's a redhead There's it no makes you like, like me and we are cool. bad influence on you so we're both <laughs> seeking something right she's seeking whatever she's seeking i'm not exactly sure i have an ass i'm seeking what i'm seeking so continue with this courtney ass bitch so i wanted <laughs> she sat there and then she told me oh so this is all just tinder we haven't even got in our our phone numbers to each other yet so this is just through tinder she brings up her ex i don't bring up her ex she brings up her ex and then she also brings bad, up that she has a kid bad sign she also brings up all this fucking shit right so there's all this other shit and then she also wants to say that oh well you know i'm kind of searching for like a father figure for my daughter and all this like oh you know i'm not just trying to hook up i didn't trying to find someone who wants to pay my child support but i don't want to be with him that's not what so, she said no i know that's not what she's she's making things no, up. i want somebody to provide for me while my child support checks pay for all my partying that's also not what she said i'm not gonna put but she thought it but she thought it rachel meant. also said that that we seem like she said that we need to keep ha- we need to have a couple female guests in to give their perspective because we seem a little sexist at times. Fe- uh, listen, <laughs> females can't do podcasts. We, we stated this. <laughs> <laughs> That's so perfect. What I just said. <laughs> okay, so, but she brings all this stuff up. So it's not that we're talking about tacos or pizza. We're not talking about oh, what's something. <laughs> What's something that's <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny 
every fucking time. It's not because it's so rare. Take it out of context. It is the most everything. Epic. It's the most epic thing taken out of context. No, that needs to be its own Reddit. Chris out of context. <laughs> We're not talking about pizzas and tacos. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's like, good. That's like that's like, good. that's the same as we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> we're not talking about pizza and tacos anymore. Oh, that's fucking dude. So, so many T-shirts happen this episode. <laughs> so she's getting into some serious stuff. We're talking about her kid. We're talking about baby daddies. We're talking about what's going on with her ex. We're talking about what I'm seeking and what she's seeking. And this is all just through Tinder. So I eventually get her number. And then we start, and then still the same conversation. So all that happened Monday, Tuesday. So by Thursday, I felt like I've, I had gotten to know this girl. Me and the girl finally are going to meet up, okay? It's uh, Thursday, and we're going to meet up, actually, and we're going to meet for beer. So I'm like, okay, well, she loves beer. I love beer. This is great. Immediately, she's like, I don't want to come in. It's been so long since I've been on a date. And I was like, well, first of all, this isn't a date. We're meeting up for drinks. Like, there's no way that this is classified as a date. She's like, it's a date. I'm just so nervous and all this. And I was like, okay. She's so outside at the time? Yeah, she's parked. I literally go out and I'm looking for a lady who's going to be on her phone. And I'm like kind of searching, kind of searching. And I'm going through the parking lot. And then eventually she got out of her car or whatever and she saw me. Because I'm over here in the fucking west side of the parking lot. And she's in the east side of the parking lot. And then she saw me. She came though. And okay. So we see each other. We meet each other. We hug. And then we go into the place. We have a good conversation. But what happens is I bring up drugs. And I think... This was the first step to the end, is that I brought up drugs, and she was not about it. And I'm not talking about drugs like, oh, I do heroin and meth. I was like, what? I was like, So you didn't mention you the meth or heroin that you do? No, no, I didn't, okay, I didn't mention good. that. You know, that's like, that's low-key, only, yeah, like, only super I don't personal. Know, only the podcast knows about heroin Exactly. So I brought up uh, mushrooms. That was the first one. Mushrooms is light. Mushrooms is a light drug. That's not even like one of the heavy ones that I it's really want to start It's a natural drug. Like, it's a natural drug. She was completely like, no mushroom, no. Oh my god, psychedelics. That's so gross. Even weed, like, oh my god, I take a puff, and and so like I could already tell she was a little bit prudish. I could already tell that she was a uh, kind of a cunt. Yeah, just, <laughs> just close-minded. Like she, not even close, because she had a kid. So it's not that she doesn't have life experience. She has life experience in this one field, but that's the only experience that she had. She didn't have any experience with going out. I asked her all about, like, okay, so... She got into a serious relationship that ended up in a kid so early she didn't get to experience what most of us have experienced. Like, the other experimentations that we all go through, she didn't get to because she was preoccupied with getting pregnant way too fucking young. And And so at the end of the story, that's actually going to be a Chekhov's gun as to why what happened happened and this is why i tell everybody to experience life young or just like party have fun be crazy because this is what leads people into midlife crisis um, see i brought that it, up it's I because like, of the fact Whoa, that no you need to party yeah, yeah they don't she's like i don't need to party i know what i'm doing i'm centered i have a job i'm I got centered my gonna, like in a control. few years you're gonna be that fucking broad who leaves her kid with fucking grandma all the time while she goes out to fucking oh, no, clubs no, 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 and does a her. bunch of coke she don't she's gonna herself. end up being that person because she didn't live her life and she's gonna have that midlife crisis like i never lived i'm halfway done no, like, no, i'm centered that like fucking self-centered you fucking bitch you never want to have this thing of what if i did that or what if I, you know second guessing yourself because that's what happens when you get to that certain age you're like i didn't get to experience this what if and then boom you hit that age and you're like fuck i need to do this before i die but just like, don't share needles and wear condoms that's what you need to do wear condoms 
Don't share your needles. And don't do cocaine. Okay. So that's exactly what I said to her, essentially. I was like, oh, I feel like you kind of need to party. I don't think that we're on the same page. But she was like, well, I mean, like, we've had good conversation. And we did have good conversation. And I was like, you know what? Like, you're kind of right. And, 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 and she might not have said, like, well, we've had good conversation. She might not have said or corrosed me into it. But her body action and the things that she was saying led me into believing that it was like, well... I still want to try this out. And I was like, I'm down too, because we've already had the boyfriend talk. We've already had the girlfriend talk. We had the kid talk. We had, we've had these serious talks. It wasn't that we were talking about tacos and pizza. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about all these serious fucking subjects, okay? Souffle. So that was Thursday. We meet up. We go out for, for beers, and then we leave, okay? And I'm like, okay, had a good date, whatever. No big deal. And then the we next day... Oh, no, no, no. I apologize. <laughs> that same night... <sighs> Ugh, my time frame's a little messed up. I think it is the next day. I wish it was the ne- that same night, but it, oh no. So the next day, she's like, oh, it's like 6 o'clock. I'm off work. She's off work. We've talked throughout the day. We're still talking. And then she says, oh, I just want to cuddle. She sends me that. I don't say, like, oh, you should let me come over and cuddle. I don't say anything to her about anything. We're just having normal talks, normal talks. And then she sends me, after, like, a two-hour, three-hour hiatus of us not texting each other, oh, I just want to cuddle. And I was like, I'm there. Where are you? And she's like, you won't come over. It's too late. You have to work in the morning. And she kept bringing up all these excuses. And I was like, no, I'll come over there right now. Give me your address. Which I'm editing. Chris is like, hey, bro. Boom. Address. text. <laughs> no, boom. Address happened. Boom. And I was like, okay, I'm there. She's like, oh, my God, there's someone here. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm halfway there. And she's like, well, my friend's here. I didn't expect you to come over, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why would you give me your address if you didn't expect me to come over? So that's just like so it just keeps piling on. So then I get there, her friend's there. No big deal. Her friend's super cute, not gonna lie. They're both super And I told cute. Chris, I was like, bro, threesome. Yep, he did. And I was thinking about it, and then as soon as I got there, I was like, this is not gonna happen. This 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 Courtney girl is way too fucking prude, man. It wasn't gonna happen. She had only been with a couple dudes and her like I just Maybe you know, maybe she is a freak. I doubt it, dude. I doubt it because I was sitting there and I was gauging the situation. Anybody like, okay, who doesn't do drugs is not a freak. Is this a point Sorry. where I need to try? Except Dakota. <laughs> what happened? No, no, no. See, this is what happened, and she, she, she never said this, but this is exactly what happened. Me and her friend meshed well, more than me and her. That's exactly oh. what happened. Me and her friend started hitting it off. Me and her friend started talking about this, then that, and whether it had been this drug or that drug, and she was telling me about how she talking has about the Cohen brothers. She tell you how she was a fan. Was she like, I'm a fan of the podcast. I know who you are. Pretty much. You know? <laughs> and so me and her friend hit it off as she was kind of like in the back seat. But then, like, I w- I'm not that guy that's going to like just like completely take over the conversation. So like, I, I realize little things like that in the moment, and I- I'll stop talking, and like, I'll be like, oh. Damn, okay. I wish I had that ability. <laughs> And so I let them talk and them do their thing, but that's what happened. Th- that's where I really feel that it all went misconstrued oh, right, yeah. or, or whatever you want to call it is because me, she realized that me and her friend were Had more in common, yeah. more than me and her. And she's like, oh, okay, well, then this isn't the guy for me because what I'm looking for is... A baby daddy who's going to pay for them while I party. I hadn't like, said it earlier. Fucking know. <laughs> so anyways, she leaves, and then I'm still trying to talk to her, you know, and I'm not going to lie. I, I, I was having a hard time. So I can also see how that's another thing that she could bring up is like, okay, we're not going to mesh. Because I was having a hard time vibing with her because I had 
talk to her about all this stuff, whether it had been drugs, festivals. She's never been to a festival, whether it's a rock concert or a fucking country festival, nothing. She's never been to something that there's a lot of people at. She just, she has no life experience. And that's also something. You didn't something, have any common ground. Yeah. That's also something that I kept saying. I was like, man, you have no life experience. But what I. under a fucking rock. I also bro. said, I was like, <laughs> let me show you. Like, let's, let me, I want to be a part of these life experiences with you. Like, I'm totally down. Like, let me show you. Because obviously, what like, the world to, has to offer. You say and that, that way, you want to turn off for her. You want to go like, oh, I don't want to see any of that. That's not something that I want to do. I want to be in this strict lane. I have a kid. This is the path that I am going to follow. I don't want to I don't want to divert from the road. At least that's what I got. So anyways, after we're, like we're attempting conversation, it's not really happening. We start putting on it's always sunny and then I can reference it's always oh, sunny. Oh, I love always sunny. So I'm laughing. She's laughing. She loves always sunny. So whatever. And then we go into her room and we're going to cuddle. Okay. So first of all, I matched with her on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I talked to her, by Thursday, I got her number, and by Friday, I was at her house. What impression does that give to you guys? She wants Does to that fuck, give the impression that she wants to cuddle? Bro. Who hit, I didn't, I wasn't texting her sexually or anything like that. I wasn't acting how I act with Sparkle, because me and Sparkle got this, this, like, we... We talk dirty to each other. It's pretty tight. I'm not gonna lie. It's I pretty it. tight. <laughs> but anyways, I wasn't doing any of that. I was being I was being the person that she told me that she was seeking. I was being that fucking guy. Okay, I was I was respectable. I wasn't like I was so fucking good. And I was the guy that she wanted and then all this happens. Okay, so we're there. She says she wants to cuddle. I don't think she wants to cuddle. If you if I'm in your bed within a week, it hadn't even been a week. It had literally been three to four days, and I am in your bed. And it's not that I'm in your bed and you're in sweats and a sweatshirt. No, 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 no. She literally put a nightgown on that had a slit in the side that I could see her pink booty shorts. What a fucking whore. And it wasn't even down. It was like to the bottom of her vagina. At I want to say real quick up, to, at the to, upper to help your point. I remember meeting a girl off of Tinder, and we talked for a little bit longer than that. But then she was like, I want you to come over, but just to cuddle. I swear to God, it was the same thing, just for cuddling. And we ended up banging. Like, and she didn't wear that fucking nightgown. She, she was wore, naked, but she, she wore, wanted to cuddle. <laughs> she wore a fucking underwear and a t-shirt. And we still ended up, actually, no, it was like shorts. Just short, like small, like gym shorts kind of thing. And we still ended up, that was, she wasn't trying to be sexy. We still ended up banging. Hey, well, let me tell you something, Chris. The, we had Adney and I, one of our biggest influences growing up was uh, Josh Black. Okay, he was, uh, uh, he was he's basically a brother. Tables. To, basically a brother to both of us. And he always, he told us one thing. If she comes over in sweats, you gonna fuck. Like, she wants to fuck you if she's that, wearing that was, sweats. But he said it in such a better way. It was such a to, point no, to the... Should we tell the story? Okay, so, our, our, a friend of ours... Who's now married? Um, brought a chick over to because me and Steve were staying at their grandpa's house. He brings this chick over. She brings one friend. All right, we're all just kind of hanging out. They both show up in sweatpants, and like we're fucking teenagers, we don't think twice. We're just like, oh, chicks wear sweatpants sometimes. Uh, I think there was like three or four of us at at the beginning, and then we're all just hanging out. We're all vibing. We're all having a good time. And then the girls like, oh, we gotta go to the bathroom. And of course, they're girls, they're teenagers. They go to the bathroom together. So it's I got our us guys just hanging out. Big brother Josh comes home, and he like he like walked past us at first, and but then as soon as the girls went to the bathroom, he came sprinting back to the couch where we were sitting. He's all, guys, 
oh, what's up? Or like, oh, we're taking out. He's like, dude, they want to fuck. And he's like, what? He's like, I'm like, which one? He's like, both of them. <laughs> like, what the fuck? How do you know? He's all, they're wearing sweatpants, dude. <laughs> if a chick is wearing sweatpants, she wants to get fucked. <laughs> but he's like, said that when you're just busting up laughing, then the girls come out of the bathroom. He's like, uh and runs off, like runs away, like out, like out the back door through the side glass door, like I can't let him see me. They saw you, and anyways, they come back, and what was what was funny was uh, like, I think it was Stevie and then Kenny Compton. You guys left. I think it was you two. It was you and someone else that left, and then me and Alex had sex with the two, with the two girls. But it was like, wow, he was fucking right. Wow, he's always right. <laughs> always right. So apparently, like lingerie suggests the opposite. No, that apparently. Like, I just, I just don't understand. How are you gonna come out? And it's not that. Hold like, on, girls hold don't on, even like, match their bra and underwear unless they want to have sex. So like, I'm literally sitting in her room in just my gym shorts or whatever, and she's in her own bathroom that she has in her room, and then she comes out in that. She oh, comes out in that that's lingerie. That's such an obvious and sexy. Oh, and then fuck. And then she sits in the bed and is like, "Oh no, I just want to cuddle." What it, What would you guys have done? That's what I want to know. What would you guys have done? I would have been like, all right, let's just fucking cuddle. Yeah, and then it would let up to sex. get to something. It would. Not you, if you don't... Okay, wait, hold on. What if she is so focused on just cuddling? If you, you focus even harder on cuddling. Yeah, see, that's what I didn't do. That's ex- that's, that's, the, do. that's the exact opposite Bitch, of what I Bitch, I will did. cuddle so much harder than you could possibly what imagine. You honestly <laughs> think you would have been able to cuddle super hard in that situation? I don't no, know. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. That exact sentence. I would have been cuddling super hard. Well, super hard is what you basically said. But listen, that's all I... Th- I was still cuddling. That's I was just thing. super that's hard. That's the thing. Like, if... I've done that before. If, like, just cuddling and being, like, it being... Of course, your fucking dick is just rock hard. And it's up against her butt cheeks. She's feeling it. She's like, I like, I like that. I like what that dick feels. But she still wants to cuddle. So you act all sweet like you just want to cuddle too. Oh, I did. For so, a solid like 20, later, 20 minutes. But maybe maybe a little uh, maybe a little kiss on the cheek. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> that, I started kissing her neck. I started grabbing her teeth. I, I, I didn't started, do I know. I'm no, not no. saying that. I'm just like. Just no, I quick, went to it. No, fuck this. I usually just rub them down. down. Both of you need to shut up. <laughs> if, if you come out and you're in fucking lingerie and I have met, I have met you. I met you on Thursday. Literally. 18 hours before. You played into her hand. And then you tell me you want to cuddle, and you don't expect me to try and have sex with you, you're a fucking whore. <laughs> fuck you. I don't like, like you. Like you said, she has no you're life experience. She doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. You're a piece she's of shit. She's like the same person. You're, you're obviously leading me on. That's exactly what you're it doing. It is a lead on. Don't come out in fucking lingerie with pink booty shorts when you know goddamn yeah. well I'm attracted she to that. She wanted... She wanted to do that to you. She wanted to have you really want her and just sort of have that power over you. It was a fucking power play. With this girl, I'm not saying with all women who do that or, you know, like this, but I'm saying I think in this situation, I really think that this girl wanted to have that kind of power over I you. I agree. But see, what happened was... A lot of girls will basically, like, if you... They'll, they'll play that card of, like, ooh, I want him to kind of come after it. And if you say, nope, I'm not playing into your fucking card. You can set your fucking trap, bitch, but I'm walking over that tripwire, and I'm going to chill out here, and you're going to have to come after me. Fuck that tripwire. I ate that tripwire. She <laughs> knew damn well what was going on. You just on. destroyed the metaphor. Bro. I didn't give a 
fuck at that point because I was like, you're going to come in in that, you're going to come in in this situation and be like that, you know, damn well I have to work at fucking 6 o'clock in the fucking morning. <laughs> so if this is how you're going to play it, let's fucking play. You want to sit there and try to fucking play hard to get, like I'm not going to get in your fucking pants, let's fucking play. So I went to fucking bat. Yeah. So we sat there for an hour, hour and a half playing the whole, oh, don't touch my boob. Oh, don't do this. And then I would just grab her tip. Oh, stop fingering me. Oh, stop grabbing my leg. Oh, stop doing this. I just want to cuddle. I don't give a fuck at this point. Don't come in in lingerie. It's that simple. You're sounding kind of rapey. Yeah, it sounds like you're sounding pretty fucking rapey. Well, it wasn't rapey. It wasn't that she was saying, no, stop. I need to get away from you. She was like, You literally just said that she was telling you to stop. She was saying me. No, no, no. She was telling me to stop. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that she didn't say to stop. She did say to stop. She Listen, did. And not like, oh my god, you need to stop. You are hurting me. She's like, ha stop. I like, can relate. There's a different version oh, you of stop. You didn't portray that tone. There's a different version Listen, of stop. Exactly. You, you gotta portray that tone in the I, beginning. I can <laughs> fucking dick. relate because I had one girl... <laughs> Listen, I can completely relate to that. I had one girl that was basically telling me, like, she would let me do it and she goes, no, we can't do this. Exactly. And then it would go back to us kissing and then I'd start doing I it. I remember this story. About it. <laughs> so you know what I did? I jacked off on her. That I'm dead serious. Pissed. So much gangster. gangster. I'm dead that serious. So much cool. I wish I would have done. Okay, let me. Let me That's just... a ball look. Oh, bitch, you want to play? Let me, let me oh. fucking shoot the gun. I haven't even gotten to shoot the fucking <laughs> Wait, gun. This is yet. a metaphor. <laughs> so, anyways, she's like, she's okay. It's not okay. I, I have to reiterate this because Annie did bring up a great point. I, I wasn't being rapey. I understand that there's a different because I am a grizzly. I growl. <laughs> I do. I don't even like. It's not even intentional. I'm I like, am a grizzly. Ugh. I growl. And it's like a growl. Sparkle told me that, and I was like, I didn't even notice that. Uh. She's like, I dig it, but like, you might need to calm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. Listen, you're about to be endangered, homeboy. So I get that. And so I was like, okay, can't be that guy. You know, I'm not gonna be that guy. So not gonna be I the was, growling guy. No, but see, Snarling we already beast. talked about being uh, step baby daddy. We talked about her baby daddy. We talked about everything already. I wasn't even allowed to go over there while her kid was awake because her and her fucking boyfriend ex ex or whatever have a condition where the opposite has to meet whoever they're going to bring around their daughter. Hey, that's fine. No biggie. You know what? Do what you got to do. I think it's a little immature because what you're really saying is that I have to approve. I have to approve. Sp- the person that you had a kid with doesn't have the immaturity or doesn't have the maturity to actually select somebody to be around your daughter, which is really, really demoralizing. Basically, no, what he's saying, he, he no, is. No, it's dehumanizing. That's a power, that's a power play as well it's because it's basically yeah, saying. And that's what he was I the entire say, relationship. I have say over who you're with. Exactly. Exactly. That's what's fucking. It wasn't like it was a mutual thing. No, he clearly said that real, to her, that's and she a remarkably agreed. controlling. And that was their years. entire relationship. No, that she bitch, told me you're a child, no, and exactly. I need to look after you, even though we're not exactly. together. Obviously, like Jesus Christ. So, anyways, I wasn't even allowed to go over there until after the daughter was asleep, and then I also had to leave before the daughter was asleep. That okay? sounds like a good thing, though. I'm not gonna lie, it was a good thing. And so, anyways, she comes in on fucking lingerie. She sits there. She wants to cuddle. I did the cuddle thing for like 10, 15 minutes, okay? I tried. I fucking tried. But her physique is exactly what I'm looking for. And we the say we talk about Ashley Grimm. We say we're talking about Ishka Lawrence. We say we're talking about all these curvy girls. Now, she's not nearly as beautiful as mm. either one of those females. But the intention she was putting off. And she's not nearly as curvy. But 
It's the same body type. She has those nice fucking herves. Uh, herves. Curve. She has those herves. nice fucking curves, and they come up, and she's a fucking Coke bottle, and she's thick. She's got great thighs. She's got a banging booty. It's not mm. huge. It's just nice, and it's fucking... It's it ain't sculpted, but it's nice. It's not huge, but it's sculpted. It's a fucking booty, and I was just like, okay, I haven't had my ideal body type in so fucking long. Like, yeah, I'm having sex with Sparkle. Yeah, I had sex with that fat girl. Yeah, I did this. Yeah, I did this. Yeah, I did this. But I haven't had my fucking body type in so fucking long that I was just so fucking lustful of that body type. You're I such wanted, a fucking Goldilocks, dude. I, I wanted <laughs> to see Justin's body type is just right. I, but I, I really wanted to end the podcast. Yeah, I had sex with that fat girl. Because <laughs> that's kind of money. But the cows on one wins overall. Like, that's the one. So... I couldn't do it anymore, like, 15 minutes or whatever, and she's sitting there, and we're like, like, it's not like she's innocent in this either, okay? She's not sitting there and literally, like, a fucking board. Like, we're cuddling, and when you're cuddling, you're rubbing against oh, each other. Oh, that booty gets rubbed up against happening. your dick. And so I start going down, and I'm, like, trying to finger her, and she's like, oh, stop it. <laughs> just stop. We're not supposed to do that. I told you, I just want to cuddle. And I was like, yeah, we're cuddling. What are you talking about? My fingers are cuddling inside your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and so eventually, I get to the point where I'm giving her the technique. I'm my down boy. There, and I'm just fucking going to town because in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm totally going to bang this bitch. I'm totally going to bang her. But you know what? Right now, I'm just going to give her a glimpse. I'm going to give her a glimpse of what she can have, and then I'll come back later, and I'm going to uh, dick her down. <laughs> that was my thought. And so, uh, boom. And she literally comes on my face. Like, boom. Like, I'm, it gets in my beard, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, right on. Like, now, it wasn't a gusher or anything like that. It wasn't like, Woo! Like, like Stevie just loves getting squirted by piss all the time. God, it's but not, it's all, no, no, it's not yeah, piss. Whatever, whatever. Look it up. We're not talking oh, about, oh my God. We're not trying to do fact check yeah, here, yeah. bro. Yeah, we're not talking about it's that. It's a fucking, he's so joking. Anyways, she comes on my face, all that good stuff. <laughs> and then she's like, oh my God, I never came like that before. Oh my God, what'd you do? Oh my God, it's so crazy. It's called the Stevie technique, baby. <laughs> so we pass out. Yeah, it's like, I did and then we're cuddling. <laughs> and now we're cuddling. What's up? I made you orgasm. And then I give you cuddles. Like, how was that about? I just don't understand. I and then, you and then I, I you set cuddles. my alarm. She didn't set her alarm. I gave I you an set, orgasm, then I gave you cuddles. Yeah, I set my alarm, and then we go. I wake up, and she's like, "You need to leave." No blowjob. <laughs> barely, she, she barely grabbed my my penis at all. Like, no it was just complete bullshit. And then so I go home. She doesn't text me the rest of the day. We go a whole fucking day without texting, and I'm like, "What's up?" And she's like, "Oh, nothing. What's up?" And I can just tell she's completely disinterested at this point. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? And she's like, oh, I really wasn't supposed to try to have sex with you. I could tell from the first time that we met up that we weren't going to vibe. And just, I knew that this was just off from the very beginning. And I was like, you knew this was off from when we had beer? Why would you invite me over to cuddle? Bitch, wear sweatpants and a sweatshirt to the bed. The fuck are you talking about? Don't now you're just over. talking out of We're your jeans. Don't say you're no sweatpants. We just talked about this. It just, it just doesn't make any sense. And then she's like going back on everything. Like, it just didn't make any fucking sense. Like, I obviously proved to you that I was the guy that you wanted. Bitch, wear overalls to bed. And then Seriously. something happened. And I'm telling you, the only thing that could have happened within that time was that me and her fucking friend hit it off. And that's when she noticed, oh, me and you don't have great chemistry and you're just trying really hard. I don't want someone that's going to try really hard. I want somebody natural. that I'm going to have chemistry with. A natural and chemistry, And that's yeah. fine. How about you say that? How about you say that? How about you don't 
you beat around the bush and point to all these other fucking things. How about you say, oh no, I, I realize that like we're not gonna mesh and this is Time out. Happen. If a guy did that Just imagine that. Switch the fucking gender roles right there. A guy talks about, oh, I have a daughter. I just want, I just want someone who could be like a stepmom to her. I want to really mesh well. I haven't dated in a long time. I'm like really nervous. I mean, I want my ex to kind of meet you so she can approve. So she can be around my daughter. I care about my daughter a lot. Oh, you come over, but we're not gonna really do anything. Oh, okay, fucking. I look. I came out of the bathroom looking all good and oiled up. Or the fuck ever. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> the guy. I Dwayne, jo- I Dwayne Johnson did that. Well, ladies, so you're already ladies, having holes. Ladies, you're already having holes though. No, I'm just. I'm making a fucking joke. The point is a fucking like a girl. You're really into this fucking guy. You're really fucking digging him. I mean, all he's talking about is finding the right fucking girl, or whatever. But he still invites you over. He still are hanging out. It's like a few days later, and then he fucking. Comes into fucking bed like half naked and everything. You're fucking vibing, and then you Dude, go down on out. him. He fucking busts and says that was a good blowjob, and then says peace and never talks to you again. He fucking ghosts you after a fucking blowjob you gave him, and he did not reciprocate one fucking iota. That you... guy's a piece. He's a fuckboy. Yeah. That guy is is declared a fuckboy and justifiably so. And so this fucking broad is a fuck girl. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> fucking great fuck girl. fucking point, dude. That's pretty great good. point. Women are pieces of shit. That's <laughs> what we're trying to say. I think what Addy was trying to say is all women. No, I know what you're trying to say. You keep your mouth shut because I'm going to say it. Women are pieces of shit, Addy. <laughs> so, yeah, back to your point, Addy. Like, that's exactly how I felt. I felt like a fuckboy. And that was the first time for me. No, you, she felt like a fuck girl. You weren't a fuck oh, girl. Oh, fuck girl. She was a fuck girl. Right. Okay. You right. weren't the fuck That's, boy. Okay, well, you I'm got still, played. Right. You I, got got. Okay, this is a new term for me. Like I'm I'm still coming to terms. That's with it. that's like, exactly what fuck boys do. They make a girl think there's emotional connection, there's something more, there's a relationship in the future, then they get what they want and they fucking dip out. That's the definition of a fuck that's boy. That's exactly what she and did. And that's what she did. She's a fuck girl. So. And I didn't realize she was a fuck girl. Like I should have known as soon as she came out in that stupid laundry with her pink. Fucking and it's clear a shorts, slut like... is not the same as a fuck girl because a lot of sluts will be upfront about their sluttiness. Yeah, and it's a lot more respectable. Yeah, and I respect that. If you're gonna, if I you, respect sluts. If you're gonna be like, oh, I'm only, I'm only, I only like to fuck. I'm like, I'm not into anything. I'm just like, oh, we're just gonna have sex. Like Sparkle came was upfront about it yeah, from the beginning. Like, she didn't make you think there was a fucking like a thing and there's gonna be a bleh. And then you had great fucking chemistry. So right there, sluts over fuck girls. <laughs> <laughs> sluts over fuck girls. <laughs> So that's gonna lead us right into our sex. That's talk, what we though. want, Dad. We wanted to use because he got played. Because I got played. He, you got, I got used. Fucking. You got fucked. used, and so we wanted our sex topic this week to be times that we got sexually, not financially, because that's too depressing of a topic. But times we got sexually used. <laughs> Essentially saying, oh, here are times that women used us the way that we usually use women. How dare you, you bitch? <laughs> Don't use me just for my dick. <laughs> sparkle! That's sparkle! <laughs> Sex talk. Um, so for me, the I my dick was used. Um when? I, Lies. <laughs> I've, this topic is nothing but nonsense. Holes. You holes. are a charlatan, sir! <laughs> Oh no, I I gotta use dick, alright? My dick was used. And you don't use your dick, you use your mouth, bro. We've already gone over no, this. I'm saying my dick was used. When? I'm telling <laughs> you're about to find out. It makes sense if you just shut the fuck up and just listen to the story. You're right. You're right. According to you. Um, 
kind of brought this up not that long ago on the podcast. I talked about a girl who came over and we were born in the exact same year, exact same date, which is very fucking weird. But okay, I was at. She was lying. No, she pulled out her ID. Exact same thing. I took a picture she of her. She had a fake ID. She's a profile girl. <laughs> dude, this bitch, this bitch Batman, you and found out everything about you, dude. She knew exactly what to use to fuck you. She's a fucked up fuck girl. Fuck so, these hoes. Check it out. So I'm at. I'm, <laughs> I'm at the bowling alley, okay? And this girl randomly on Tinder writes me and. She doesn't look that great. It's like, okay, I guess I'll do this. Like, one of those. I'll pass you the day. So, There's a lot of those. It's like, eh. I so, guess I'm so. like, I guess I'll do this, right? So, she's hitting on me. I'm at the bowling alley. She's like, what time do you get off? Or, what time are you done bowling? We should cuddle tonight. We should cuddle? That's always a leave. That's okay. the fuck girl move. Nobody. That's the line. That's the line. But I've had girls that are like, we should cuddle. And they totally just want to bang. That's what. How I'm, about you just say, we should fuck? Like, why, why is there. They're this? afraid of the stigma. So the good ones are afraid of the stigma. That's the other ones, so the other ones, the fuck girls, they know that they can't just be up front because they're setting a fucking trap because they're emotionally manipulated. They're the fucking joker. <laughs> so she's like, let's hang out. So I was like, sweet, sure, I get done with bowling this time. So I drive home. She comes over. We start hanging out. We're hitting it off immediately. We're fucking meshing well. It's it's going great. Instantly, we're laughing. We're having a good time. We're drinking fucking beers. And we're watching movies. Everything leads into the bedroom. And we start getting down. She's aggressive. Scratching the fuck out of my back. She's biting my fucking neck. She's biting my chest. And I'm, I'm she's not bleeding. down for scratches. I'm all about them. I love scratches. I'm down for everything. I, I hate dude, nails I, in my back. Dude, I love it. I love like, bleeding, man. I'm down for I'm nails I'm not down for bleeding. Yeah. I am down for some scratches. But yeah, if I get to punch you afterwards. Like, I don't like, or at least strangle you. Like if you're, well, I'm you're, into choking, not. It's like I'm in. I'm super. I'm totally into choking. It enhances the orgasm for both parties. If you're about to come, you strangle them, or you. What I like to do is I like right when they say they're blowing me, I'll breathe out all my oxygen, and then I'll choke myself if they if they don't want to put their hand. You on know my that's uh, like asphyxiation. No, it's it's not autoerotic as- asphyxiation because autoerotic asphyxiation is when you're by yourself. Auto. Whatever, means dude, you're dude, by yourself. Fed, that's still I a do. Fetish. I still that's do. Uh, yeah, I still do autoerotic asphyxiation, but I don't use anything. I don't use a belt. I don't use. I use my own hand. I, I literally breathe out all my air before I'm about to come. I squeeze the fucking shaft of my dick so that it pinches it, almost like a, a cock ring. So where it's harder to come and it intensifies it. And I stand on my tiptoes and I choke myself, and it literally makes it like. 20 times more what? exciting than, yeah. Do you, you like, to, sit there and as you're orgasming, you you attempt to make your I don't orgasm just, better? Yeah. Why would you not do everything in your power to make your orgasm better? It works, dude. Well, it, I've been with a lot of girls who like to be choked. And one specifically, like, I got a little too much of a choking. <laughs> and, like, she, like, said that she almost passed out. No, no. Let's see. If you and start she passing said that out, made that's it a bad so thing. Cr- she said it made it so fucking crazy okay, amazing. You might it's enjoy lightheaded. it for your no, orgasm. I didn't do it. Like, next like, time I make sure not to go that for your far. brain. Dude, I... <laughs> Kills brain cells. <laughs> I know. That's why, like, I said... Like, I was just about to say, like, I didn't do it... That I made sure not to go that fucking hard on the choking the time after that. And it's hard for me to tell because we were doing doggy styles, like reaped around. I was like grabbing her from like the neck from behind and fucking her from behind. So her her arm, her like her hands were like squeezing my forearm. But I was like, that's, that's she always does that. So, <laughs> and then it just ended up being like insanely intense that time. Yeah, and I was like, uh, I don't want to murder you. Yeah, I'm mainly like, I you don't... have kids. Even when I was like single and I was doing all that stuff, I didn't really... I it's I usually go after what they like and what they want. I'm always like, oh no, how can I please you, sort of thing. 
even for myself, I don't want them to think I'm weird. I'm like over here fucking choking myself. Like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I'm like the double hands on my throat. You know what I mean? And uh, so when I'm private party, my own self, then I'll do all the shit that I like. I want the girl to not feel weird afterwards. But um, yeah, this girl, I'm choking her out and fucking she's, we're getting down. It's fucking hot. Abby. It was an amazing time. We had a blast. Sex was fucking phenomenal. And I forgot to mention, she was hotter than her pictures. She came over, I was like, holy shit, I even told her, I was like, wow, I'll be honest with you, like, you, your pictures don't do you justice. I was like, you are absolutely it's funny, some beautiful. people are super photogenic, and some yeah. people are just the exact opposite. No, yeah. like, that's the truth. And I was like, your, your pictures do not do you justice, you are absolutely fucking beautiful. That's Chris. And we hit my it My pictures up. just do not do you justice. And then you <laughs> I make funny like, faces in my pictures, because it's better to sell you yourself You are pretty good looking. I'm you are a very handsome guy. The girls yeah. just don't know because I take <laughs> horrible pictures. The girls <laughs> just don't know. <laughs> That's why it worked. He when lived in his chair when he said that. Great, That's great. why it worked when he who must not be named came over and was like, <laughs> "We are referring to him from that from now on." <laughs> it works on so many levels, dude. I'm telling you because he's obsessed with that. I thing. think he's gonna dig it when he hears this. Yeah, he who shall not be named. Well, I'm trying to give him some love, unlike we you all, guys. We love him. No, okay. noseless ass nigga. <laughs> so, so. Now, I'm like, afterwards, I'm like, damn, this was awesome. I had a fucking blast. We hit it off immediately. And, like, two days later, I'm like, hey, you know, I had I had a fun time with you. It was random, right? Same birthday. And we should hang out again. She's like, yeah, sure, of course. Nothing. Try to hit it up again. Sometimes she doesn't write me back. I'm like, oh, when are you, you, you want to hang out? You want to go out and do something? Oh, I know, not right now. I'm kind of busy and all this shit. I'm telling you, she was all about it. She was like... On it, after, even after she, we, she fucking came and we were there, she was calling it all on me. She, when when someone doesn't feel it, you're you know, yeah, and they're exactly. like, oh whatever. You know. She was giving out the body language like she was all about it, like she fucking wanted it. Exactly but I think the fact that she just moved here and somebody she's only here for a couple months, I think she just didn't want anything further than that. And so I might have scared her about saying, hey, we should hang out again. You know, I'm kind of about, it. and I got used. Annie, have you ever been used by the way? Of course I have. <laughs> we all have. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta use my crypto. The year was 1935. <laughs> it was a summer morning. All right, the dew on the lawn was as fresh as the morning sky. Okay, she walked into my life with a red dress on, red lips, blonde hair, which is weird. <laughs> oh my god, was that ad libbed or? Was uh, that... Yeah, just all made up. <laughs> <laughs> really? I, 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 that was, I was pretty like, good. Oh, this is totally Captain America. No, this, I mean, I just... Captain America's. <laughs> I was like. Summary, right? Just add those. I was making shit up. That could be a movie, though. We gotta script that. Yeah, we'll make that a script and we'll totally fucking make it insane. We got scripts! (laughs) We got scripts! (laughs) We got scripts! Like I'm thinking like in the Chris same like, funniest episode in the same, seriously. I'm thinking of that in Quit the, trying to take up. my shit I'm the funny one I know you are You're pissing me off dude I'm thinking that in the same syntax as like I got money like, We got scripts We written scripts I want directors all in a room to say that like nigga we got scripts We got scripts We scripted It's like a, the super like, No 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 the most, Shut up The most Jewy producer ever We got scripts of course he would. <laughs> uh, fucking Woody Allen. <laughs> oh, Woody Allen's a piece of shit. He yeah, actually, I just, um, in I, fucking I God Bless like America. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I got scripts. <laughs> That's one of the lines in his monologue. He's like, oh, somehow Woody Allen as praised as a great filmmaker, even though he's a fucking pedophile because he likes little Chinese He girls. does. He do. Dude, it's he a ste- it's a, it, it was his stepdaughter, and he fucking married her. I know. Adopted daughter, and he married Which her. just brings me back to Chekhov's gun. God bless America. Amazing film. Watch it. 
Anyways, uh, Adney, continue. Speaking of uh, Chinese girls. God bless America should be the name. That would hit on so many levels. <laughs> so no, actually, um, the story I'm going to tell, it's actually about a girl who's part Asian. She wasn't Chinese. I was just joking. But she was she was part Asian. And I actually, I think Asian women are incredibly beautiful. It's kind of, so, it's one of my things. I like but, um, No, everything is your thing. That's you a are good an point. Equal opportunity. <laughs> you are an equal opportunity enforcer. <laughs> Not employer. <laughs> <laughs> you enforce that dick on these bitches, you know what I'm saying? No, I don't. I don't enforce anything. They Get choose that. it. Oh, oh, they choose it. I'm, I'm too humble. I didn't ask for this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it was forced on me. Oh my god. <laughs> All I'm saying is I get approval before I make a move. I didn't ask for this face with this dick, okay? I didn't ask to be a doctor. It was given to me. He's premeditated. I got like I got like the greatest compliment ever the other day, which it wasn't. I was like, that's bullshit, but it still felt good. Was like I posted a picture from when we were at the lake, and then a friend of mine said that I look like Jon Snow in the picture, and I was all, that's that. because. 80% of my face is covered. That's the only reason why you thought that. Uh, but that was a really nice thing to say to somebody. Was sweet. that you look like Jon Snow. But anyways. Um, it's really brown But you know John things. Snow. That's the so problem. So you mean the sexier the version, is, Chris? I'll give you that. <laughs> the thing is, you, yeah, you're from the South. I don't boy, think the Kit Harington is yeah. actually sexy at all. Like, that dude's super white. I think he's kind of sexy. He's really small. Kit white as what? Snow. <laughs> <laughs> So dumb. Oh yeah! <laughs> the difference is, is Adney knows everything and he doesn't know nothing. You know what I mean? I am much more Oberon when it comes to love. I do not choose sides. So, like I said, like um, it was this girl actually actually knew her for years. I had a crush on her for like a little while, but oh, yeah? Uh, oh, yeah? but we ended like as when we were like teenagers, I had a crush on her. But uh, we ended up becoming just friends. And we stayed friends, and then, like, I was in my relationship when we were, like, still, like, just very, very distant, only through social media kind of friends. Then um, we lost contact. I became single, single for a while, and then kind of, like, got back into contact with her, found out that, uh, oh, she's single now, but she is a mom. I was like, I don't know, that doesn't fucking bother me a bit, because you got way even hotter. And uh, so we started seeing each other a little bit. Like, not, it was like, it was first, it was just, it was pure fucking just sex. Like, from the fucking start. Like, if we talked a little bit, then it just was like, oh, obviously... Wait, you a... had sex with her multiple times? Here's the thing. It was obvious physical... You had sex? Let me... I can let me fucking finish? Sorry. Because I'm... Fuck, I'm, I'm basically, I'm saying that in the moment, and you're asking the question that I'm already answering. Dick. <laughs> so go ahead. Sex. But, um... Like, sex. <laughs> it was immediate attract... It was immediate, like, oh, oh, I'm physically attracted to you now. I'm physically attracted to you, too. So we, like, started hanging out, and we started having just this fucking awesome sex... And she was actually the girl that really got me into, like, the whole, like, tying up and all that kind of stuff. And, um... Damn, she taught you shit? She's a mom, bro. She's mothering... (laughs) That does not apply to the last girl that I I just talked about. I understand that, but she's she's a a mom to the dadney. But, uh, okay, so, um, and she, like, she, like, had all these, like, really just, like, these tattoos that made her even sexier and... Like a whole like fucking like back piece, and I was like, oh, that's. I don't even know this is sounds sexy. Oh, I and um (laughs) and just like we're like and having like just fucking great fucking blowjobs, like great sex, all this fun stuff, but like I would basically try and tell her that I actually liked her, and then like I was like, I can I could see a future with you. Like I I know you have fucking you're a mom, but there is a connection there, like. I got called dad once by accident. Like, oh. it were, that happened. Oh. Not from us, because we do call him dadney. But I don't call him dad. 
There's yeah, a you, difference. Oh, yeah, you do. Like, your choice is not solid. When you're drunk, I'm sure you calm down. Yeah, like, liar. <laughs> like, her friend, like, and that's the thing is, like, her friends, her mom, they all fucking loved me. It's like, I met them. And, like, I really, like, thought there was something there, but it always felt there was some, whenever it would get to that kind of talk of, oh, like, actually making this a thing, she seemed really distant. Like, over and over again. I was just kind of like, all right, so I stopped. And I was just like, all right, I'm not going to even talk about it at all. And then, like, we kept, like, and then, like, it would be, like, a long period of us not even talking. And then all of a sudden we talked again. And then actually some stuff happened. And But then after that it just closed off again. And then, like, it just after, it just after that last time it just completely shut off. I was still digging her. And I actually wanted her to fucking have a relationship with this girl. But it seemed like she just did not want one at all. She just wanted to, like, have that fun, and then that's fucking it. And it fucking sucked. Because over that time, I actually did develop yeah. feelings for it. And I was actually like, I'll fucking be stepdadney so fucking hard. I'll be stepdadney. <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking stepdadney it up, dude. <laughs> yeah, and of course, I really wanted to just whoop her ex's ass so fucking bad. I you say whoop her ass. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's my my story's fucking short. It's just it's very well, few fine. basic I, details. I've had but... I had that same feeling actually with that current girl that I was just talking about, like because she told me about how how controlling and how possessive that her ex was, and like she was she wasn't allowed to go to bachelor party. She wasn't allowed to go out. She wasn't allowed. To do I hate the control these shit. Yeah, this girl's like, what do you ex, mean you're not this girl's ex was the same. It was this con- overly, incredibly jealous, overbearing, controlling piece of fucking shit who, like, as soon as he found out that she was, like, hanging out with somebody, he fucking stalked me on all my social media. Seriously? And, yeah, he was like, oh, you're fucking, oh, dating a boxer, Dude, huh? that's what made me so mad about the thing that I was just And I was in. like, yeah, she is. Yeah, come good. S- Come see about it. Come see it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, come you turn into Ramsey Bolton. Come see. Oh, you <laughs> did it. These hands, nigga. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I, and like, yeah, and uh, I don't Unless know. Unless you look just, like Brock Lesnar, that fucking sucks. <laughs> like, bring it. So that was our uh, sex talk. So the idea was us as men, me us, <laughs> us as men being treated the same way we have treated women in the past. I think that's most, true. We're that's all guilty. True. We're no, all guilty I'm, of that. I'm, yeah. So, no. I mean, we're it, all young assholes at a certain It's a way, of, of course, I'm it's good. a way to have the tables turned of like, okay, we got a taste of our own yeah. medicine. We got a taste of our own medicine. And that's what the subject we wanted to do today. I, the like, I learned my lesson, but it wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're going to go and do, uh, I don't know. Call me and everybody and go open the door and walk right into the library. Library, oh, come with me to my body and go open the door and walk right in the library. Library, Christmas. Right, Chris Smith has a question. What's up? For all of our listeners out there, all the good stuff, we all heard about how you said that you don't know frats, you don't know chords, you don't know all yeah. that good stuff. But that is an original song, right? Like All my songs are original. Most Everything that I make up is okay, all original. On. Everything else kind of has like a theme to it. That one, there's something about there's something about that song that's uh, uh, I, it's comforting. It's a dude. It's a beat. It's the beat of it. But it's different. The other songs are like in your face and they're they're simple chords. I feel like you. Uh, Oh, you the other ones are strumming. The other ones are strumming. But you're, you're def- this one's all, all picking. You know? No, it's picking. Picking. 
picking. It's just the picking of it. It's not this the rhythm of it. There's one which is like you're playing rhythm guitar, one's finger picking. It's, it's, it's different style of playing. But yes, I do not know. Okay, well that's interesting. I don't. I'm, I'm a John Stone when it comes to playing guitar. I know nothing. That's um. So this week on the book suggestion, I'm gonna go ahead and suggest "Catch Me If You Can" by Frank William Abagnale. <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite books. The summary of this book, um, Catch Me If You Can by Frank William Abagnale. It goes, uh, Frank William Abagnale, alias Frank Williams, uh, Robert Conrad, Frank Adams, and Roberto Manjo was one of the most daring con men, forgers, imposters, and escape artists in history. In his brief but notorious criminal career, Abagnale donned a pilot uniform and co-pilot a Pan Am jet. Masqueraded as the supervising resident of a hospital, practiced law without a license, passed himself off as a college sociology professor, and cashed over $2.5 million in forged checks, all before he was 21. Known by police of 26 foreign countries and 50 states as the Skyway Man, Abinol lived a crazy life on the lam until the law caught up with him. Now recognized as the nation's leading authority on financial foul play, Abignol is a charming rogue whose hilarious stranger-than-fiction international escapades and ingenious escapes, including one from an airplane, make Catch Me If You Can an irresistible tale of deceit. It is also known as a film starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. Most of you guys might know, but this guy was a genius. He was a kid. An amazing when read, manipulator. When you, when you read Carl, do you still think of Tom Hanks? Always. Instantly. Right. I, I, I instantly pictured those two main characters. I instantly saw Leonardo DiCaprio in my head, and I pictured Carl as Tom Hanks. But yeah, so the book, again, it is um, Catch Me If You Can by Frank William Agnew. It's like an autobiography in a way because he's telling his whole life story. Um, and that's going to end it for the Alcoholicast. You could find me on Facebook at Stevie August Bergesi and Instagram at The Last Bibliophile. You can find us all on Instagram at The Alcoholicast and our group page on Facebook. Um, you know, find us all there. Just look up The Alcoholicast anywhere you go, and you most likely will find us. Just there make is, sure you do the there's hyphen. There's a hyphen. There's yeah. a hyphen between alcohol You do the hyphen, and, and, and you'll find us. Just try share our podcast on your social media. Tell your friends about it. And rate and review us on iTunes. Rate and review us, please. please. If you rate and review us, Adney will read everything you say. We've stated this a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. So and please. he's actually been on top of it recently. So good for him. <laughs> right on. He has, yeah. I, I, Ashley's a fucking bitch, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's like, you know, you know who's a bitch? is Courtney. How Courtney. are you going to be like, oh, look at my baby daddy. Here, here's all this stuff. Here's Ashley's all not a bitch because that was actually a good gag. Like, that was a, that was a Except she spelled your wrong, which pissed me off. Cause I'm a Nazi. That makes you an asshole, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Courtney's a fucking cunt. What kind of bitch leads a dude on with some shit? You know what I mean? How do you use the with some shit? Why do you pussy? come in with lingerie and boy shorts? She's such a fuck girl. I'm gonna come in with lingerie, boy shorts, and you're not allowed to fuck me. <laughs> That's not cool at all. <laughs> What the fuck bitch, you answer tacos. I know you want like, it. Like, yeah. like, that's like, she said talk, not pizza. That's like, I'm going to take you out on a date. I'm going to wear a sweet, nice-ass, well-fitting suit. Make sure I look good for you. And then never talk to you again. Yeah. I'm going to take you, I'm gonna take Courtney out I'm for a nice steak dinner. You. I'm not going to give you this dick that you're craving because suits for guys are what lingerie is for women. It's the same thing. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I was told that by a girl. <laughs> Like, she's like, you look so. She's like, you look hella good in your suit. Like you wear, like when guys wear suits, it's like when girls wear lingerie. That's what it is for us. 
You know what's fucked up about Courtney, dude? I guarantee in front of her kid, that bitch does cocaine. Ah! <laughs> that was so the weirdest laugh. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. <laughs>